back home again in Indiana and it seems that I can see the gleaming candlelight still shining bright through the sycamores for me the new mown hay sends all its fragrance through the fields I used to roam and when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash then I long for my Indiana home who's your daddy Hello and welcome to the jungle. My name is Adam and I'm joined by my co-host Jenna and this is Who's Your Daddy, a podcast where we talk about all things Indiana, the Midwest in general and everything in between. Jenna, how are you? I'm good. Good. Just had, you know, quite a day. Sure. Yeah. I thought it was raining all day. Did you not go outside? No, I did. I just thought like every time that I was inside that it was raining. <laughs> it sounded like it was raining every time that I was inside that no, I'd go outside and it wouldn't it be did. raining. Yeah. So nice i don't like rain that much it's sad though it was literally dark at like five today yeah starting to get get to that where it gets really yeah. really dark really quick it sucks i don't like that no but that's okay i just hate driving in the dark me too it's just awful it's a, like i can't believe how poorly lit streets are around here oh it's bad like all over fort wayne and then I mean, other than like downtown, it's really, and then like the big commercial, like, but even then it's still like impossible to see things it, and traffic's terrible. So yeah, I got to sneeze and I'm trying not to. Then, <laughs> what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say that you literally are blind half the fucking time because literally people are coming at you and all you can see is headlights. I've been like, wanting to I, talk about this. I it, can't see anything. Modern headlights need to be reviewed for like their safety. Obviously they help people see, but like. It's blinding. I don't know how anybody sees anything. You can't. It's terrible. I it, Newer headlights are, are blinding. Like when you're on a road and there's a bunch of cars coming yeah, the other way. Yeah, you can't see shit. You, no, you're like, I'm literally driving blind. Like anyone could run out in front of me. Yeah. I wouldn't if see If there's them. not a, like brake light, somebody yeah. else's brake lights in front of you, you're yeah. like, I wouldn't know if there was a curve in this road. No. Or like a turning lane or something. No. Wouldn't know. Or if there was a pedestrian. It God. just seems like they have to be really dangerous. I am so old. <laughs> no, but I don't think that... I think that the lights have just... They've made them like they're really bright now, but without any thought of like, yeah, but other people are looking in them. Yeah, but... Like, yeah. It, it's nice to be able to see further, but not if you're blinding people who are driving <laughs> at you. I don't know. Maybe I'm... If you guys agree, let us know. Because I, I haven't talked to anybody about this mm-hmm. other than you, and I'm like, am I going crazy? Because <laughs> it's awful. I it's don't think, really bad. You know, I was just thinking, I don't think we told anybody that we got snails. Oh, yeah, we got I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I was excited. <laughs> yeah, we we got snails. We got mystery snails. Yep. I'm an aquarist now. I don't know if that's the word, but <laughs> I've been doing it. Yeah, yeah. You've been taking it really seriously. Mm-hmm. What's the most fun part so far? Mm, just watching them. Feeding yeah. them carrots. You gave them one carrot one time. Yeah. So feeding them carrot. But it was fun. I, it was fun to watch them. <laughs> they were double double teaming it. That's when you know you're, you've been inside too long. You're like, I'm just going to watch these snails eat a carrot. For how long? It's fucking, Anywhere from 45 minutes to five hours. This is my Saturday night. Like, it's so fun. <laughs> you're like, it, 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 it just depends. Okay, don't, <laughs> don't talk to me. Um, all right. Well, before we get into trivia question and the episode for today, I want to go over what this week's going to look like. So today we're going to talk about Holcomb's 2021 agenda and then the rest of Jim Banks's podcast. I promise we will get through it. I had to force my way through it. There's just so much that we could talk about. Um, and then, uh, on Wednesday, 
um we will have our normal like deep dive history episode whatever um still deciding between one or two things on what that will be on about wednesday yeah on wednesday oh okay. told you about this and then on Friday, we'll have our normal episode. Um, and you, no, yes, no. I did. Yes, no, I did. You I said Thursday. You. Yeah, no, for us to record, Jenna. Yeah. I said Monday, Tuesday, Thursday for us to record. Yeah. And that that's still the case. But the episodes will come out Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> so, yeah. I see Why so many? Well, because we're a little bit backed up. <laughs> and it's Christmas. It's, it's like Christmas week. It's like a, a nice gift to the listener. Right, but we can't take a break. <laughs> we did take a break. We took a break for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to take a break on the weekend. Yeah, I'm just like... <laughs> oh, come on. What's a what's a good uh, phrase for somebody who complains? Complainer, Janer? I don't know. I got <laughs> nothing. I like that one. I, really? You poor taste. <laughs> that was terrible. All right, let's get into the trivia question. Okay. Because I think otherwise Jenna's going to start complaining again about having to do this fun show that we do. All right. Continue. <laughs> it's your turn. It's trivia. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about what you said last time. But so I was asking where candy canes were invented and you said Germany, Germany, which is right. Yeah, I know. These are supposed to be about Indiana. Yeah, but I thought maybe we would do, there's only so much about Indiana. Uh, I thought maybe we There's could do so Christmas much that you haven't Christmas. covered. And you could and do then, all kinds of weird things, too. Like what? You could be like, what are the first three digits of, of the phone number for Pint and Slice? Maybe people want to know where candy canes were invented. I don't know. I mean, maybe, but <laughs> is that... Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to win this one. I'll take it. That was a fun trivia question that I got right. Mm-hmm. Genius. Genius brain. 1607, apparently. 1607 when they were invented it's one of those times when you hear that like this was invented at this time and you're like I, yeah that makes sense i don't think that i would have thought any much more before or much more after imagine living in a time when it was like hey we got these sugar sticks but we bent them a little and that was like all the rage well, were like, did they have shit. the sugar sticks before though yeah you know that for a fact yeah where were those invented what were they called they were called sugar sticks in germany and they then some guy in a church decided he was going to bend him to look like shepherd's crooks. Mm, yes. That's probably why I knew that like weird Catholic. Yeah. Trivia. He was a choir guy. Apparently. Oh, I met more of the choir master, the, the Catholic upbringing, but I think I have heard that too, actually. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. So there you go. Candy canes, Germany. Where in Germany do you know? Candy canes, Cologne. Cologne. Mm-hmm. Candy colognes. Candy cologne. I thought cologne was in France. Ooh, de toilette. There's a cologne, Germany, isn't there? I don't know. I'd believe you. Oh, sorry. A choir master at the Cologne Cathedral in Germany. Ah, uh, okay. And the only reason I knew that is because, like, yesterday it I asked like you Axe body spray. where Cologne was. <laughs> um, get it? Yes, I do get it. Used to wear that when I was in middle school. I'm a fucking loser. It was pretty normal for the time. I mean, it was dorky, but I have no qualms. I'll be honest about that. There was a chocolate one. I remember. I, I, I do did, remember the chocolate one. I was like, it smelled like shit. I was like, I like it. Really? Yeah. My uh, boyfriend at the time wore the chocolate and I was like, that's cool. Your boyfriend like a couple years ago? No. Oh, okay. I couldn't. It made me like want to throw up. Middle school. Middle school boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I love that album. Middle school boyfriend. Middle school boy. Middle school boyfriend. <laughs> Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to get into it? Yeah. All right. So first off, we're going to talk about... Holcomb's 2021 agenda. Um, it's a lot of reading here. Um, stop me if you 
have something to say at any time. Um, I might skip through some of these things. We'll see. Um, it's more informational than it is anything else. Mm-hmm. I might have some commentary, and I think you probably will too. Okay. Um, but I just want to get it out there because people might be interested, and this might be an easy place to just kind of put it on and absorb some of that information. Mm-hmm. And then so you can check up on it and see what gets done and what doesn't uh, because eh, we'll see. Yeah. All right. So um, all of this is from the Indie Star. And again, uh, he detailed all this stuff on Thursday of last week um, at a thing. I forget what it was called. Some weird name. Um, it's like a person's name. Mm-hmm. Um, some event thing. I don't know. Um, but so now this is a couple of days old. But again, from the Indy Star. So as Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb enters his second term in office, his 2021 agenda is largely focused on continuing some of his previously announced initiatives in responding to the pandemic. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so real quick, seven things that we're going to cover over like key bullet points, um, but some minor stuff up top. Okay. And again, stop me if you have anything to say. Holcomb plans to continue providing uh, funding on various initiatives, such as expanding access to broadband and dedicating money to the Indiana Trails program. He also hopes to continue projects already in the pipeline, such as I-69 Section 6 between Martinsville and Indianapolis and the I-69 Bridge in Evansville. So much I-69 all the wow, time. Wow, yeah. All the time. I mean, I'm fine with that. Like, yeah, those it, sure, roads okay. need fixed. Yeah. That's true. But it's just so funny that I-69, I mean, it's a very long road. covers the whole state. Yeah. But, uh, quote, we seek, oh, this is, this is, this is a quote, um, quote, we seek not, uh, to not only be known as the crossroads of America, Holcomb said during his speech, but also the cross cyberspace of America. Stupid. Bad. I, I have to imagine back that, to the drawing board. that he, um, he called to congratulate, uh, Pete Buttigieg and he asked him for that line. Cause that is awful. <laughs> that is so stupid. <laughs> that is really bad. Yeah. The cross cyberspace. That doesn't make Nobody any sense. Nobody told him. We just want internet in rural areas. <laughs> cross cyberspace yeah, of America. Honestly, it's about stupid. damn time. It's 2020. It's just a stupid name. You know, directors thought that we'd be having flying cars by now. We're still trying to get fucking Wi-Fi in places. I don't even want, I care more about like renewable energy <laughs> but yeah, yeah well that too but yeah yeah it's crazy um he also reiterated uh, reiterated his commitment to triple de- uh, federal defense investment in indiana by 2025 and called on lawmakers to increase k-12 funding now the order in which that is brought up in the article is that that order first triple federal defense investment yeah i don't like that um at all and i don't know entirely what that means mm-hmm. um if that means federal defense investment for companies to come here mm-hmm. and headquarter here. I have to imagine that's somewhat what it means. Um, if it means like the Indiana department of Homeland security, like their section, I don't really, I don't know exactly. So look into that. We'll see what comes of that, but I don't like it. Um, and if he mentioned that before <laughs> increased K, K through 12 funding, then well, yikes. that's all you need to know. I mean, it doesn't really matter where he put it in the speech because we already do know right, right. indiana has yeah. done that for the last yeah we don't prioritize education here in this no. state very Clearly well at not. all and we haven't for a long time um any of uh, holcomb's financial asks may be a challenging uh, get especially with the coronavirus pandemic hurting state finances on wednesday the state's revenue forecast was released projecting annual revenue growth of 2.2 percent in fiscal year 2022 and three percent in fiscal year 2023 I mean, I see those numbers. I didn't look it up, and I and I'd, I'd like context mm-hmm. for a broader. You know, I want like five the past five years. I don't know. We'll see. The total revenue uh, total revenue amount is only about three hundred and fifty million more than the state's previous thirty four point six billion dollar budget. Mm-hmm. 
meaning there won't be much wiggle room. Excuse Whoa. me. Whoa. Got a burp because I'm drinking a delicious Hurley Burley from Hop River on 4th Street. Go check it out if you're in the Fort Wayne area. It's awesome. Um, I got it at the liquor store, but <laughs> that's where it was brewed. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, in years past, lawmakers have been able to rely um, on a larger chunk of new revenue to increase spending more significantly. Plus, Medicaid costs are um, expected to increase. So mm-hmm. essentially, budgeting, money, revenue for the state, it's it's tight. So new programs and things like that without federal help mm-hmm. over not just now, but in the future throughout the four years of the Biden administration, which we hope should be mm-hmm. a part of what they're trying to do is get money back into states so they can do their state programs. Yeah. Um, it's uh, a lot a lot is hanging in the balance. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to wait and see. Um, and, it, and it kind of makes it even more interesting to see that little bit of you know, new spending or mm-hmm. growth in certain areas, what is Holcomb going to choose to do with that? Yeah. Um, is it going to be something that actually benefits us or is it going to be some bullshit? As you might might have heard Cora shaking off her ears there. <laughs> Very cute. Yeah, she, she looked at you and again. she did it again. <laughs> I heard that. Now so she, Now she coming over. Um, let's get into these seven major areas that he talked about here. Okay. Uh, first off is education. So Holcomb will also call on lawmakers to increase funding for K through 12 schools over the next two years by quote, an amount to be determined. <laughs> okay. Thanks. So anywhere from $1 yeah. to an infinite. Yeah. Dollar. So if they, if they did it at all, then <laughs> they would have yeah, reached their we goal. We checked our box. Much, yeah. We did it. Wow. What's unclear is how much money lawmakers will have uh, will have to do so. The state's last uh, latest revenue forecast, released earlier this week, projected very modest revenue growth, leading the state essen- uh, leaving the state essentially no new money in the first year and a slight bump in the second. So, mm-hmm. like I said, it- it'll be very tight. And again, depending on the federal government, mm-hmm. that makes it hard to see how Holcomb starts to address another of his stated priorities. Um, which is attracting top teacher talent. First of all, top teacher talent is hard to say and clumsy. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Just say we want good teachers. Yeah. And and it's so easy. It's so easy. Pay them more. Give them more resources. Give them time to prepare lessons. People, it's very simple. Yeah. Then teachers will come here um, or, or stay here rather than go somewhere else. A report commissioned by Holcomb and released earlier this week um, earlier this week found that the state has a teacher pay problem. Wow. And until that gets resolved, the state will likely struggle to build its teaching workforce. So I just, like if you guys want a little bit of an example, I think of where this is not necessarily like high level, obvious corruption. This is where the government wastes money and gives it to people, probably Holcomb's friends or people that he knows. Yeah. He commissioned a report to find out if our state has a pay problem. First of all, there are tons of organizations that already do that and look at all 50 states that they can just go look at. I don't think it'd be that hard. Two, why are you using money, state money, Mm -hmm. to pay for this commission instead of just talking to the teachers? Yeah. The teachers are right there. They already work for the the government, the state, yeah, you know, or the local government, whatever. But they work in that capacity to talk to them. And maybe, I mean, I, you know, I didn't click through all there. Maybe that's what he did: is go talk to them, and that did cost money. Maybe, but, but maybe I don't know. I, I doubt it. I kind of, kind of people in hard positions. I'm, I'm kind of speaking out of my ass there. So check me if I'm wrong there. But go ahead. Oh, I just think 
a lot of people in higher positions will do anything to avoid actually having to talk to like oh yeah or doing anything yeah yeah well we 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 know we identify the problem but we're gonna we're gonna commission a commission to review the scope of the problem and if they indicate that the scope is large enough then we will bring them back to look at possible answers and by then i'll be gone yeah by then i'm running for senate yeah. You know, like what you do. I'm going to tell, tell you to tell you to tell me. Yeah. 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 And oh, that took four years and now I'm running for something Oops. else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just like teachers have been saying pay us more for a long fucking time in Indiana. Pay more. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just that simple. Uh, the report put a $600 million uh, price tag on, an, on the effort to bring Indiana's average teacher pay in line with surrounding states. And while Holcomb's commission identified strategies for cost savings, it said any meaningful effort to improve teacher pay would require hundreds of millions of new dollars. Holcomb said he'll review and consider the recommendations, but stop short of making any commitments. If you're a teacher, I would say don't get your hopes up. Yeah. Um, Especially given, obviously, what we laid out before with new revenue into the state. Um, Yeah, it costs money to pay more money to the teachers. Yeah. And yeah, it's good. Look at cost saving measures. Are there there areas that won't... sacrifice resources or you know like education rates in terms of how well people are learning Mm -hmm. where we can cut stuff or add stuff together merge things Mm -hmm. make a bigger district over here so their funds can be allocated together and they don't need 40 buses anymore but you know yeah they had 30 they had 10 now they only need 30 or whatever i don't know Mm -hmm. you know um but it's it probably won't happen that's all i gotta say yeah i wouldn't wouldn't bet on it but who knows? Yeah. And like another thing is you, if we look at this over time, this has bec- been a problem. This has been a couple decades. You know, it, things should have been going on before this, too. So, I mean, yes, it falls on Holcomb and it's still going to be somewhat his fault if he doesn't do anything. But somewhat again, because, again, mm-hmm. there's all of these things affect each other. Um, it's a big web. But like 15 years ago, I probably could have done something better, <laughs> you know? Oh, absolutely. Why, why was Kentucky and Illinois and Michigan and Ohio or whatever able to fix this and we weren't, you know? Anyway, underrepresented Hoosiers. That's our second second part here. Um, this is all the stuff that basically came um, when he dressed up in that suit and said, I do take these things seriously um, in June. <laughs> um He's like, see, I put on a tie this time. Yeah, yeah. This is my serious I didn't talk about NASCAR suit. this time, so. Yeah, no, he probably did. Yeah. Um, Let's be honest. So Holcomb reiterated his plans to improve services and expand opportunities for underrepresented populations. Um, yeah, I don't know. Improve services. It's just weird language there. I don't know. In, in my mind. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, also, I'm, am I going to have to put a blanket over the snails? Because I think you're looking at the snails and you're not listening. <laughs> I am listening to you, but he's he's doing weird shit right now. I'll just let him go. They're doing all right. So many of the items he had already announced earlier this year. Um, yeah. 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 That's what. Sorry. I don't know why I even read that part. But, <laughs> um, Holcomb's administration plans to hire a chief equity, inclusion and opportunity officer, equip, uh, equip state police with body cameras by spring 2021 and establish an equity data, uh, database dashboard. So we've talked a little bit about these things. A chief equity inclusion and opportunity officer is a friend of his that he's going to pay yes. uh, $200,000 a year yeah. to or $120,000 a year to or $80,000 a year to. doesn't matter. It's all too much. Uh, so people stop complaining. Yep. Uh, so white middle class liberals mm-hmm. who cared about it because it was happening on their Facebook feed right. will shut up and say, okay, he did it. Now I can move on yeah. and go hang out and get breakfast 
in mimosas again. Um, it will do nothing. <laughs> yeah. um, equip state police with body cameras. Mm-hmm. Already should have been the case and does nothing. Does absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um, bare minimum. As we've seen, it's yeah. bare minimum. Yeah. Um, and it does nothing for other police forces. No. Um, the state police are not huge. They're pretty small, actually. Yeah. Um, and then establishing an equity database dashboard. Yeah, I don't really know what that means or what that is supposed to do. It's uh, He's done this on a couple other things, too. Just like, it's so we're transparent. And you're like, okay, but that, what, then what do we do? Right. Like, then we look at the data and go, okay, well, it's still a problem. And then you're like, yep. And that's it. And now you know. Yeah. At, <laughs> like, least I told you. I know. Yeah. at least I told you. At least I told you. I made it so you could fi- figure Anything it out. Anything to avoid actually doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. And this is, I mean, yeah. Democrats do that too. So it's not just a. Oh, yeah. I'm. Yeah. Republican thing. Um, he also plans to comp- uh, complete an outside review of the state's law enforcement, uh, law enforcement academy and agencies. And like I said, his agenda did not include initiatives that would impact other police departments. So, hmm. okay. Again. I'm going to get an outside group to come in and look at what we're doing. And then if it's bad, I'll bring them back to give us <laughs> ideas about what we could be doing better. Mm-hmm. And then we'll try that for six months mm-hmm. and then we'll bring them back one more time. And no, I don't know. I don't know the account manager over there. No, I know. I know it. we posted a picture of each other on Instagram at the Colts game, but we don't know each other. <laughs> we became friends after this. Um, and we'll bring it back that third time to reevaluate that six month transition trial. Yeah. And if it does work, then we will um, maybe adopt them when the new governor comes in because I'm now running for Senate. <laughs> Which, God, I hope not. Um, no, I, I, I've said this before. I, I, he seems like the kind of guy to me to start a consulting business in, you know, Indy or Indy, D.C. and kind of work behind the scenes. And then just go live on a golf course. Yeah, or just make a bunch of fucking money doing that stuff. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what he does. Um, Who knows? Who knows if we're still going to be here in four fucking years? Honestly, Um, (laughs) like the state of things could change drastically in the next four years. Uh, Next one is pandemic related changes. Um, This is really quick. Perhaps most significantly, uh, there's the section on this is longer in the article, but this is the Mm -hmm. only part that I included. Uh, Perhaps most significantly, he supports plans for coronavirus liability protections for schools and businesses, um, which is a top priority of legislative leaders as well. So, of course, he does. Of course, we can't hold any companies liable for anything ever. No, no, no. It is their right to put you, the worker, at risk. Mm -hmm regardless it yeah. always is to these people because otherwise businesses not, might not want to come here instead of like i don't know maybe we could start a business like maybe we the people who live here yeah, could start on the business kids could learn how to read you know well that's yeah i don't know it's just like no of course we no no liability always liability protections for corporations and businesses never for the workers yeah um you, throw, you got a right to work here i fucking hate the name of that they're so good at naming things the wrong the exact opposite of what they are yeah no, the company has the right to fire you <laughs> whenever they Literally want and do whatever they want to you reason. for to do whatever they want to you whenever yeah. they want to you. Um, it's not a right to work. <laughs> it's a right to be fucking shafted. All right. Long term care facilities. Um, Holcomb's administration is planning to reform the long term care system uh, by reducing barriers to home care, which ultimately uh, will keep more Hoosiers out of nursing homes, mm-hmm. um, linking Medicaid payment to quality to improve nursing home care and develop a system to better monitor the care that is delivered. All of that sounds OK. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. It's, that'd yeah. be nice. Um, I also, you know, I don't know a ton about this. I also am like I think like a long term care facility 
and at home. I think both are good options depending on the person and what they're sure. experiencing. Like, I don't know, me, I'd, I'd like to be around some other of my old people and talk about the good old days and play shuffleboard. Yeah, I don't know if Bingo. I would like that. I mean, I'm no, I like in a perfect world. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, like if my family was all dead. <laughs> Real dark. <laughs> Merry okay. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Happy holidays. Um, Indie Star is documented, uh, documented in a months-long investigative series um, how long-standing systematic problems, or systemic problems, rather, have left thousands of Hoosiers in poorly staffed nursing homes that are... Uh, that were and probably are still ill-prepared for the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't um, haven't read that in the Indie Star, I almost positive you have to be a subscriber. It is a v- long piece, investigative piece that is really, really interesting and has some twists and turns. Um, maybe someday we'll actually go back and cover that whole thing because mm-hmm. it, could, it would easily be an episode. Um, but maybe I could like talk to somebody there and get them on. That would be pretty cool. Because it is fascinating and like there's narratives through it of individuals along with the broader thing. Really, really well done. So go go read that. Um, next up, you'll never guess this one, driver's licenses. Whoa. Um, approximately 600 Hoosiers have had their licenses revoked due to failure to pay a ticket or appear in court. Holcomb wants to make it easier to get driver's licenses reinstated. Oh, yeah. And remove failure to appear um, or pay as a sole reason for license suspension. I'm fine with that. Holcomb's administration uh, views licenses as an essential credential for Hoosiers, one that is used for voting as well as to drive. Mm-hmm. And that's where I had my problem. I mean, it's good to get it back in those people's hands because it means they could vote more easily. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think he was using that as a reason to want to do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was. I'll have to go back and actually listen to what he said, uh, you know, word for word. But if he was, and even if he wasn't, get rid of needing it to vote <laughs> yeah, or register to vote and things like that. Just get, get out of here. I mean, it's not the only, like you can use other things, but just like, guys, let's just have same day registration. It's so much easier. I, yeah, I agree. It's so much easier. Any, any thoughts on that, Jenna, while I take a drink? I mean, in some ways I think it's good, but I also think that, uh, I don't know, Indiana has some terrible fucking drive. Like it's bad. Oh, yeah. I don't know how we rank in terms of best to worst, but there are a That's lot a of That's a really times hard thing to measure. I, there have been times when I've been like rear-ended by people and they, they were like on drugs or they were drunk. Oh, really? I got rear-ended by a woman on 4th Street who had someone come and Where take, my bottles, take bottles out of her trunk before the cops came. Uh, oh, that and may- she was like stumbling around okay, well, then she probably, and yeah. the cops did nothing. And I was like, she probably shouldn't have her license. Well, maybe she was concussed. No, it wasn't. That. And those I were mean, old bottles. Bad. I don't know. I'm just trying to think yeah, about it. Yeah. That's you're trying weird. to be more optimistic. Well, no, I'm just like try to explain it in like another way. Cause that was your experience and I'm not invalidating that, but I'm like, maybe there is a different answer. Who knows? Mm. I don't know. I'm just thinking about different things. Um, that's weird. I want to hear about the other ones another time because okay. we got a lot more to cover, Okay, <laughs> but I, I've never been rear-ended. Um, that sounds like it would really suck. Yeah. It happened to me twice <clears throat> in the same year and both people didn't have licenses and were intoxicated or uh, under the influence. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Or like they didn't have their license on them, didn't have insurance and yeah. they just like, wa- like they just left. So. Um, yeah. I mean, my only other comment about licenses and like bad drivers and stuff is that I wish, um, 
Like I, I think you should have to like retake the driver's oh, test every I, like five or ten years or something. I would, I would do that in a heartbeat if it meant I, I, that I would people have no problem with it. Yeah, <laughs> it, the costs are nothing compared to the benefits. Yeah. if like some of these people are going to not be able to drive. But yeah. the thing is, I also don't want them to not be able to get transportation. So I guess right, you know, you know what? Shit around Let's here. take it a step further. You know what the best um, solution to all of this is to bad drivers yeah. and lack of licenses? Yeah, is massive investment in infrastructure and public transport yes. Yes. <laughs> like because i would even more than that rather take a bus yeah or a train of some sort yeah so i don't have to deal with this shit anything like that i would love uh public transportation um but like let's build those networks out and do that instead yes that would solve a lot of it um i'm glad that we got there it's funny how those conversations can sometimes take you to things that like you already really knew that mm-hmm. like I have, you know, we've already, we've, we've I don't know if we about talked that. about here, but just in person about like how great it would be to have better public transportation mm-hmm. and Fort Wayne and all around. Oh yeah. Um, and how they used to, and it's, it was amazing. Um, but sometimes you forget about it while you're talking about the drivers and then you're like, wait, that would solve that yeah. too. That's like, these are great solutions. Why, why, why is everyone so against them? And it's because there's not capital to be hoarded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. Okay. We don't need to get to that, but yes, that is why. Um, states, uh, the state's housing inventory, which I thought I would saw that and I was like, hmm, weird. Cause I just, you know, didn't think about that at all. During the agenda rollout, uh, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch focused on Holcomb's agenda goal uh, to assess the state's housing inventory. Oh my gosh, a very burpy beer. The goal is for the Indiana Housing and Community Development Authority to develop an overview of each county's uh, housing supply. Crouch said the administration often hears there's a lack of inventory in various parts of the state. I'm just going to pause right there and like, I'm interested in people around Indiana. We are in the Fort Wayne area. If you guys are from somebody else, are are you guys seeing that or experiencing that? Because I just don't feel like Indiana or the Fort Wayne area is. I mean, in terms of like a lack of inventory, I think there's a pretty good inventory here and there's a lot of developments being done constantly. But every single person I've talked to said it was extremely difficult for them to find and buy a house in Fort Wayne. Really? Okay, because, but then maybe I'm wrong. Because then I guess I'm the wrong. demand is so high, they just get snatched up okay, straight then, away. Yeah, okay, then I guess uh, I, despite all the development you see, know, because you insane. see the development and you drive around, but you don't see people Hideous submitting authors and things yeah. like that. So yeah, I guess I'm just wrong there. Um, at least based on your experience, and I mean, I trust that, you know, combined your anecdotalness mm-hmm. and probably other people's. But um, that, I don't know, just weird. I have some thoughts on like housing and that like homes versus apartments and like mm-hmm. spaces like that and it's not fully developed so i don't want to get into it here but um if anyone is interested in talking about that kind of stuff send me a message on twitter help me work through some of my thoughts about i hate developments home ownership and um the like what what is were we ever really supposed to live like that no in cities and like and like yeah like the idea of like uh subdivisions that are just I deliver to these places, Jenna. I deliver to these places on DoorDash. The houses are eight feet apart. Yeah. They're disgusting. Their driveways are this huge bank. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, my God. Parking brake on all the time. The big lip. And like, yeah, everybody drives drives slow and the lawns look nice and there's good sidewalks. But like. Every house looks exactly the same. Your yards are not 
big and they're all like sloped and like probably hard to cut. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know. I just am like, why would I want to live in a place like that where you get all of the bad parts of living really close to somebody yeah, and none of the good parts? Yeah. Because if you could, you like fourth street, we keep talking about it. Fourth street needs development. Mm -hmm. It it 100% needs redevelopment in, in some ways. Yep. At Wells Corridor, 4th Street in Fort Wayne, Indiana is where we're talking about here. I'm sure everyone listening in another city has a similar area. Um, it's really, it's an old, old, really, really old area. I mean, mm-hmm. some original like brick streets laid still. Oh, yeah. Um, and some of these houses have been redone and they look great and some mm-hmm. are, in, in, are struggling. But it's also like a, not a terribly, um, not vibrant area. Mm-hmm. It's just run down. Yes. Like it just needs re redevelopment like that's the best way to say it yeah um you know like grants to redo stores and mm-hmm. for storefronts and redo homes like mm-hmm. give grants because i mean and like there's value to them a lot of these homes are like 100 years old they're yeah. really beautiful old homes that i think would just be great there's uh, churches down there tons of churches mm-hmm. tons of churches all over fort wayne mm-hmm. yeah. they're literally everywhere um but it's just this beautiful area and there you get all the benefits of living eight feet from a everybody else mm-hmm. and you obviously get the downfall too you don't have a big yard yeah. you don't have you know a ton of forests or anything mm-hmm. but you, you're right down by the river you're right down there on wells like we went to the mexican bakery and hyde brothers you got great food and like yeah. you're near biking to downtown like great great places why would i i would live there <laughs> yeah it was i would live nicer. there uh, but it's not that bad. That's what I'm saying. It's really not that no, bad. Every, everyone saying. thinks it's terrible until you just go down there and talk to people and you're like, oh, everyone here is just like gotten shit on. They're not bad people. They're not criminals. They're not Sorry. terrible. I didn't mean I, I know you didn't mean that. I just mean that like sometimes it's portrayed that way. And like, I don't know. I'm really defensive about that because I grew up right there living all over there. So, yeah. Um, but I just thought about like, why would I come out here and live and have none of the benefits? There's no stores that I can walk to. I can't walk to a store. I can't ride my bike to downtown or to a riverfront. You know, like People there's no taste. There's no benefit. And I'm just like, what are you buying here then? Like what, what, what was the selling point just to own the home? Yeah. And so I know I said I wasn't going to get into the, like, the home ownership thing, but I'm going to right now because this is going to be a long episode. So why not? Merry Christmas. I have this somewhat pet theory. Again, maybe I'm totally wrong. I'm not a sociologist or anything and I'm not some great student of history, but like mm-hmm. we were talking the other day about how so much of like American white culture is not white supremacy, but supremacy, mm-hmm. like imperialist supremacy. Like yeah. I have to own and conquer and this is mine. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, you know, I went and I got it and it's mine now. Mm-hmm. And like ownership. Um, I just feel like that's all it is. Like, yes, I did it. I own this home. I hate it. There's nothing around. Yeah. I don't talk to my neighbors. I can't walk to a store. I have to drive 25 minutes to go to the thing. Yeah. Like, but I did it. And you're like, what did you do? <laughs> you know, I just don't get it. Whereas like you could live in like a nice apartment or condo around a community that has places where, and like, I, I don't know, like I don't expect people to know each other all the time living next to each other but like how do you get to know people like when i lived in chicago i got to know people because we were literally left the building walked to the same store mm-hmm. to go to the grocery store so we talked yeah and if we saw each other in the grocery store oh i you live in my building how, how are you doing mm-hmm. what are you getting cheerios oh, i like cheerios and you just get to know people mm-hmm. like i don't know and i'm again like i said push back if i'm just being an idiot here but like 
it's just that I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it just feels a little bit like, um, the intentions don't make a lot of sense. I don't understand the intentions. It's confusing to me. I just have a massive problem with them because of the environmental effects. Like it's fucking horrible what they do. Well, that's yeah. Yeah. We're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's another part of my, which and I the was carbon foot. Like what the fuck? My call to somebody who knows more about this development stuff to talk to me about it. Because I also think about that. Like we could live in like some beautiful, amazing, like apartment things yeah. with like big apartments that yeah. have tons of, of, um, sunlight coming into them and like it, gardens and shit and like that could be really gorgeous yeah and instead you want to live in this house that looks exactly like bobs that across has the street no landscaping you have a fucking yeah, dirt yard like, i don't know in a lot of space that you know like don't need and all the walls are the same color because they had to keep costs low when they painted them and like <laughs> you know it's just uh, i don't know i don't know and the doors are like <laughs> hollow you know and like i don't know i don't know all right um i'm gonna skip that last part of there okay so this is the last part of holcomb's agenda and mm -hmm. sorry for that thing there but those are just some thoughts that i've been having recently about housing and things like that again talk to me about it i'm, I'm very interested in it or give me a book to read or something i don't know um the last thing on his agenda was pregnancy accommodation in the workplace hear that and you go that's good yeah we should i mean we need that yeah we should always work to help pregnant considering people. our employment laws that they can just fire you for well, no exactly reason. yeah some protections for people who are pregnant is really great yeah. because uh that's literally how we continue on being here and yeah. like it's just awesome and it's a good thing and yeah. you shouldn't ever have any um negative work uh consequences because of it um this agenda item is a repeat from the 2020 session. Last year's Senate Bill 342 uh, would have required businesses offer pregnant women accommodations so they can still work, such as providing longer or more frequent breaks for pregnant women, restructuring a pregnant woman's job, or providing a lactation room. But those provisions were ultimately stripped from the bill. Holcomb is optimistic 2021 will be the year he can come to an agreement with state lawmakers on the issue. We want Indiana to be a state of opportunity for all, Holcomb said. I'm going to read back a part of that, and then I want to hear your thoughts. So last year's Senate Bill 342 would have required businesses offer pregnant women accommodations so mm -hmm. they can still work, such as providing longer or more frequent breaks for pregnant women, restructuring a pregnant woman's job, or providing a, lacta a lactation room. But those provisions were ultimately stripped from the bill. What, what are your thoughts on those provisions there? I just don't understand what your reasoning could be for why you're like, no, I'm not going to do that. Well... I a hundred percent agree. What the fuck? How I don't know how you could not support that. Like they're like, still working. Like okay, so it's not like they just stop working because they're pregnant. Like well, we'll get there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so essentially they were like, all right, so we don't have any good regulations or laws in the books here in the state of Indiana for pregnant women who are still working. Yeah. Um, and we all recognize that that's like a valuable thing to our society. Yeah. Bringing a new life into our state. How and a new Hoosier. How pro-life we are it's, in it's, Indiana. Yeah. It's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. So like um, when a woman's pregnant at work, we should make businesses just like give them a couple more breaks, give them a place uh, like a lactation room. Yeah. Um, after they have the baby. You can't do that before, can you? What? Uh, like, you can? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you can. Can you like freeze it? Like keep it in the fridge? Probably. I wonder how long it holds. I'm going to have to read about that. Anyway, give them like a lactation room. Um, and then maybe just like uh, provide some 
guidance on how certain jobs that are common here in Indiana could be maybe be restructured um, or you know modified mm-hmm. for the time of their pregnancy, the duration of their pregnancy, just to give it's them only nine months. It's really not that long, and like they were like, no, <laughs> like I just don't know how you can hear that and not be like, yeah, all that makes sense. That's, well, I can't like, believe that it wasn't the case. Let's do it. It's it just seems hard. like something that should be unanimous. Like everyone should be like, yeah, yeah, it's a pregnant person. It's just reasonable. <laughs> like, I don't know. And they're it's like, crazy no, to me. I'll just fire you if you're pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, because we, there's no, we, we can't, we can't put anything on business because then business won't business, yeah. the, the business enterprise entrepreneurship. I mean, I don't know why I'm doing trap. Won't want to come here. Yeah. Oh yeah. We they're not going to come here because they have to fucking be nice to pregnant people. <laughs> like, okay. If I was running yeah. the state, I'd be like, then I don't want them here. Yeah. Then fuck I off. mean, I mean, Running the state, Holcomb is pushing for these things, so that's that's good, I guess. Um, I still think he's a monster. Don't get me wrong, um, but even further, like you said, what if we just, in my mind, you don't have to work. <laughs> you're pregnant. I, in my mind, it should be okay. You're pregnant. Whenever you want to stop working, you don't have to work anymore, and we, you got your job. And like, I know you probably couldn't provide federal or uh, like state benefits to provide like unemployment or like Mm -hmm. some sort of supplemental thing. But I think the federal government probably could. And I mean, obviously that's not going to be decided here, but like, we can't even do this. These are like, this is nothing. This is like helping somebody up the steps. Yeah. That's when the handrail broke. (laughs) Like, like it's, this is nothing. This is like, yeah, this is like bringing, carrying an old lady's groceries up the stairs for her because the elevator is broken. Like, it's nothing. It's just nothing. It's just like what people should do. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, So that's his, you know, seven things he's going to focus on. Uh, I I don't really know. I don't see much getting done (laughs) um, in the next two years or the next year, um, both because of a lack of true will on his part. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that a lot of this stuff is going to have to work its way at least somewhat through the legislature and mm-hmm. Indiana's ass- the general assembly and then the Senate are just, I mean, fucked. They're just going to do nothing or continue to gut the state um, of any kind of, you know, protections for the literal people who work here. Yeah. Um, or live here and work here. Yeah. Um, I meant to say live, uh, but also work here. Um, for those two reasons, and then you add the third of, of just the lack of new revenue and um, another thing, like I said, it's dependent somewhat on the federal government. I don't expect a lot because I don't think the Repub- uh, I don't think the Democrats are going to win the Senate. And even if they did, I don't have any faith in Joe Biden in, in, um, doing anything major like that. If it did, it would have a bunch of fucking bullshit on it, like how you can spend it. So it wouldn't, you know. Yeah. Wouldn't result in in a bunch of this stuff happening. I don't know. So that's where we are with that. Not a lot to look forward to in my mind. Um, Because even if all this happened, I would still be like, okay. (laughs) Like we got a lot of more work to do. (laughs) Um, All right. So that's our first thing today. And now second, we're going to go into the remainder of Jim Banks's podcast. Um, with Pat Miller and no. this now it kind of takes a turn into, it already was somewhat of a look into Pat Miller as much as banks, but we learned some things about Pat Miller here that are mind blowingly interesting. Like 
for, for me at least. I don't know. And I think they will be for you too. I think they're really interesting if you've listened to Pat Miller at all, or even if you're just interested in how similar these right-wing, quote-unquote conservative radio hosts, how similar their experiences are from Alex Jones. Well, we're going we're gonna to get into it. We're going to get into it. How similar their experiences are. It's crazy. Um, and, and part of me thinks that's either like, yeah, that makes sense because it's a specific kind of person who's got going to lie like this. Or two, they all kind of hear each other's backstories and make them fit each other. You know, like they're all kind of embellish a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we get into some very interesting st- stuff. So let's uh, do that. But real quick, I have to urinate and then we will be right back. All right, I'm back from the urination, uh, urination station. No. I ruined it. Oh. It's the best thing to call it. Um, so let's hop right in. Uh, again, Banks Podcast, it's terrible, it's, but it's hilarious in, in a bad way. Um, so this first clip, I have broken into one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different parts um, because it's a long one. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and I have broken it into so many parts because essentially Jim asks Pat, um, I'm paraphrasing here. What do the Republicans need to do to win back Congress or and or the presidency um, like over the next four years with the midterm elections and then you know, the next presidential election? Um, and this is part of these. are This is a, each one is a part of Pat's answer. I, I think we cover most of it, but not all of it. Um, and we don't do that because Pat never shuts the fuck up and he can't stay on topic. It's the thing about narcissists. And I have a note about that later that we'll get back to about about how he can't stay on topic it's very interesting um and i urge you guys just go listen to like the last half hour you'll be like they, i think they covered two questions but we know people like this we do yeah and i bet everyone does you ask least. them one question and they never shut the fuck up and yes. they don't even answer you no no or if they do they answer well we'll get to it we'll get yeah. to it i promise but yes you're you're totally right and you already led into what I want to talk about later, <laughs> but I want to wait till we do because it's just such a good example of that. And I think you know what I mean. So let's listen to this first little part. That's one reason I want to have this conversation with you today. I mean, where where are we going from here? I mean, we uh, as we record this, we're just a little over a week after Election Day. Um, we don't know the outcome. The outcome looks like it very well could be that um, that Joe Biden takes the White House on January is inaugurated on January 20th. Where do we go from here as conservatives? That's a conversation over the next two years that I, I really want to lead in the nation's capital of of um, what did we learn from President Trump? How, how can we bring the conservative movement together so that we can win the majority, mm-hmm. win majorities moving forward 2022 and win the White House back in 2024? Yeah. So I, I guess I did. There's the question. Um, so. There's a question. Yeah, that, that was what he said. That was what he asked him. Um, I do want to point out at the beginning of the, quit, uh, beginning of the clip, he's like, yeah, we're a week after the election here. Joe Biden looks like he's going to be president. I think a week after it was pretty clear that he was. They, they, do, they say this throughout that if, if. Mm-hmm. It's guys, funny, though. You guys are holding on, holding on. <laughs> but, but they're not Babies. outright denying it. They are still saying like, yeah, he, he no, could be. No, but you know? Jim did sign on to that thing that all the congressmen did that they were like well, essentially like yeah texas go ahead and secede it's, it's just <laughs> they signed tantrum. on to think that texas could sue pennsylvania for how they run their elections yeah it's it's i it's insane i know very little about this stuff and i knew right away that there's no there's no standing for this it's, a state can't sue a state for how it runs ele- its elections it's nuts 
It's not how it works. It's just I I want to show you how no, mad and, and I am. No, and what you do is you have people in the state sue the state for for how they're running the election. Mm-hmm. You can't have Texas sue Pennsylvania. That's not how it works. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be chaos. That'd be nuts. <laughs> like maybe for like interstate commerce or something like that. Mm-hmm. That that maybe, but like or intrastate or whatever it is. Uh, but like <laughs> the idea that you're like you're doing your elections wrong. Yeah. Hawaii. <laughs> like what? It's nuts. It's so stupid. Um. But yeah, so yeah, Jim sucks at, at asking this question. He just, um, in 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 the in the in twenty twenty two, so fucking stupid. And like, I'm not gonna, I'm not making fun of him because he's stuttering or doing. But he's like, not really stuttering. No, he's not stuttering. But just like, ha- be better prepared. Yeah. Like I don't spend, well, I do spend probably more than a time than I need to doing these episodes preparing them. But like, it's not that hard to just have have your shit together mm-hmm. and jim you're making one hundred seventy six thousand dollars a year you don't do shit you have time yeah okay get it together get it together um it's just really bad so let's uh go ahead and listen to this first part about um pat's answer so again he's asking him like what do we do mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 for the republicans so here's the first part of pat's answer it's a doozy here's what i think i, th- I think there's something that sits on the immediate horizon that needs to be done. Um, after after election day, there were four Senate races that were hanging in the balance. Two of them have been decided, uh, the one in Alaska, and then just before that, the one in North Carolina. The race in North Carolina, between the two candidates for that Senate seat, they spent just north of $300 million on that unbelievable. race. Um, totally unbelievable. Well, on January the 5th, there are going to be two runoffs in Georgia. If, if people listening to us today have $100 they don't know what to do with, they need to send it down to the Senate races in Georgia. All right. So that's the first part of his answer. Yeah, because I have $100 that I don't know what to do with. <laughs> well, I just think it's, his answer was like, okay, so what are we going to do these next couple of years to, you know, do better as Republicans? And mm-hmm. his first is like, now. <laughs> and like, I get what he's saying. I do. Like, I'm not going to criticize it that much because to say like, yes, that's great. But first mm-hmm. off, we need to think about the runoffs in Georgia. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's a fine answer. Um, I don't understand why they got into how much was spent in North Carolina. I mean, it is interesting, but who cares? Um, it is interesting, but, and we could, I could talk more about it, but I don't know. Can I say something? And uh, my, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I cannot stand the way he talks how he goes <gasps> like, yes he does take oh big breaths in um it's fucking annoying i don't want to you sound like you're gasping for air i don't know exactly why he does that i will say that he's not the only radio broadcaster i'm also really weird about that like um, mouth noises in yeah general, yeah I, no. I get very like and you're not the only one and and like things like this podcast radio yeah. it's all um amplified even with the best filters you got a pop yeah. filter you got your nice little whatever setup you're still gonna it's still am- more amplified than when you were just talking to somebody yeah. um and no his is his are pretty bad especially in this podcast um th- they are very noticeable i tried to cut them out as much as i could i left one or two in because they were like really bad and i was like i'll see if it jenna notices sound like so you did he like can't breathe well like, i mean i i could be wrong about this i might be thinking of the last pat I I think that there's a possibility that he has had a heart attack and like maybe he struggles somewhat um, with catching his breath a little bit when he's talking in longer periods like this. Yeah. Um, And like I said, it's not uncommon. You hear other radio people do it a lot 
bigger bigger I white just, dudes. I, and he's not like huge or anything. No, um, none, none of them are. And I don't know. Well, I don't know if he's healthy, but I'm or he unhealthy. He doesn't look healthy. And I, I'm not going to comment on that. Um, but yes, he does. He does take big breaths in before he speaks sometimes, um, and it is hard not to notice. Um, the only other thing that I was going to say, I thought they were connected, which is why I told you to hold on at Sorry. first, but then I was like, no, they're not connected. So no, that's fair. Um, and I did leave a couple of those in there to see if you would notice and you did instantly. Um, don't send money to any candidate. Don't send, I know obviously me and Jenna are going to say Osof and Wernock are the guys to go for, but even then don't send money to them. Don't, don't send money to any candidate. The first candidate that I, I had sent money to was like, a few of the Democrats in the primary this year. Mm-hmm. I'm never sending money to another political candidate in my life. <laughs> like, Me not, I shouldn't say that. Another federal political oh, candidate. Okay, yeah. I'll send money to a local candidate. I'm fine with that. I don't. I don't do that. But mm-hmm. these federal, if they can't do, they're they've done shit. They've done shit for the last six they, years. And they don't need your money. They don't need our money. Just fuck them. They really don't. fuck them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe the only ones are the ones who are like true grassroots. I don't take money mm-hmm. from corporations or anything like that. Maybe give to them if you really believe them. Mm-hmm. But 95%, 98% of them, fuck them. T- tell them to take a walk. <laughs> uh, don't give them money. Um, so he says that, that w- that's like really important, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the most important thing. Um, and then he elaborates on why it's so important to, oh, something popped over there. Hmm. Bottle or something. That's weird. Um, in my car, I've got, <laughs> I've cleaned it out, but I generally have like a collection of monster cans yes. or giant water bottles mm-hmm. that I get when I'm doing deliveries. Um, and when I go out at the beginning and it's cold out and I turn the heat on, they start to like pop. And it's yeah. Like, <gasps> <laughs> it's like really scary. Um, okay. So now he's going to elaborate on why it's important to support these, um, you know, these runoff elections in Georgia. And um, it's, it's hilarious. This is. <laughs> so funny on a number of levels and here's why i say that as we sit here right now we are ahead republicans are ahead 50 to 48 with two still in the balance we can't let it be a tied senate because then you're going to have kamala harris be the breaking tie uh, for everything going forward which means with the majority in the house and you know what that's like to live under with that there and if there's a tied senate with a democrat vice president to break all ties the the Biden leftist agenda will just go rampant. So this is not oh the my God. <laughs> So this isn't the only time that Pat gives Jim a civics lesson, which I think is really funny. Yeah. And he was like, because if it's tied, then the vice president, yeah. like Jim, doesn't know. Jim and Luke? the thing is, like, I Jim maybe Jim might not know. <laughs> so Honestly, it wouldn't surprise there's me. There's a second time in here where he gives him a civics lesson, which is very funny. But you laughed at the same thing I laughed at. The Biden leftist agenda. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Biden's pick for Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, served on the board of Raytheon, one of Jim Banks's biggest donors. These, they're, it's the same team. Yes. Life's not going to be hard for Jim under a Biden administration. No. Life's not going to be hard if the Democrats control all of it. They're not going to do shit. No. Lloyd Austin served on the board of Raytheon. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, Secretary of Defense. That's in Raytheon. Again, donates a ton of money to Jim Banks. Yeah. It, it might be easier for him. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's, it's insane. These people are propagandists. Like, that's propaganda. That yes, is what that is. That is. And it's easily provable propaganda. It, it doesn't take any effort to prove that as being like, oh, you're just, it, it, you know, inciting fear. At the very least, it's hyperbole. 
<laughs> well, yeah, at the very least. <laughs> uh, Hyperbole. Who was the comedian who does that? I don't know. Um, oh, he's he's a clean Super comedian. Super Fluous. That was from our last Super episode. Fluous, yeah. <laughs> he's a clean comedian. Um, Brian, uh, Brian Richards? Brian Reynolds? Brian, no, Brian Reynolds is a baseball player. Brian, uh, Brian Regan. There hmm. it is. He's Brian, good. Uh, Brian. I think it's Brian Regan. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely Regan. You know, you know, I was just making fun of me. No, I don't. I've never heard of him. He's I good. Don't know like I said, is. he's a clean comedian, but he's good. He, he's got like a funny face and he does the like, like, I don't know. He's good though. Hmm. He's very like, um, like everybody who's like my dad, he's a fun dad. He's funny dad. It's like if he actually was, <laughs> you know, yeah, he's an I actually funny dad. I don't know if he's a dad though. Um, anyway, <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was really funny. Let's go ahead and just jump into the second one. It's kind of just the extension of what he was talking about. We have to win both seats in Georgia. If we win one, you say, well, you're still ahead 51-49. Okay, yeah, it's a majority. It's a very slight majority. And you never know when a Mitt Romney is going to go off the ranch mm-hmm. and just try to stick it to you and you know go over there. Because if he does that on any given vote, on any given bill, you're back to a tie. So you have we have to win both of them in in Georgia. Both of the runoffs have to be won. We have to go into January with a 52-48 Senate majority. So if you have one Republican senator that gets wishy-washy and slides, you still hold a slight majority. And that will be the only speed bump in the road to stop a Biden-Harris agenda that would want to push us to the brink of some kind of a liberal cliff. Of of a liberal what? Liberal cliff. Um, no, yeah, I don't you're know. not saying any. Like he's not even. I don't saying know what anything. he's talking about, I, and I wonder if he's losing his mind about Josh Hawley now. Um, you know, in in present day, right now. Uh, but I, I just like we have to win both because we'll never know when Mitt Romney will just try to stick it to you and go off the ranch dressing. <laughs> like any any leftover any leftover ranch dressing. <laughs> like I just like what are you talking about, man? I mean, like this is why I'm so against. You'll you'll never know when Mitt Romney will, you know, have values and not conform to the Republican Party and know that as nothing but his identity and and right. pledge allegiance to nothing but party over person ever. Yeah. Like these people are so blatantly like, how dare you fall out of line based on your principled beliefs? You are a Republican. That's all you are. Listen yeah. to the Republicans. No matter what they say, like, it's like it's just really crazy. It's dark. That's gross. It is gross, and it's very stupid. It's very stupid. Yes, it's it's not stupid to say if you if you know again if just looking at it blankly, they're Republicans. They want Republicans to have the Senate. I would say we got to win both. Right. We want to win both. Yeah. To yeah, but to. Say because I mean, like you could say that like this. You could say it, it. We should. We really need to focus on winning both because we never know when um, a tough vote might come up mm-hmm. that some Republicans can't vote on because of their own principled beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, because so much of what we do now in, in our current political landscape is polarized. Is just Republican versus Democrat, straight mm-hmm. line. You know, vote. But some things aren't, and that's fine. But we don't want to risk something that maybe we have big principled beliefs on and somebody, uh, some other Republican, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't have those beliefs and just ha- can't vote for it. Yeah. So uh, any, you know, the greatest margin that we can get, we should shoot for. Mm-hmm. That's how you can say that. To be like, m- almost like make fun of Mitt Romney to say, go, go off the ranch. Right. And, and just try to stick it to you like he's like he's doing it vindictively. Yeah. That's 
is that like the only terms that is that the only way that you can process this thing yes right like that that begs the question to me that you're incapable of of looking at it as somebody acting on their principled beliefs rather than uh vindication well yeah it's very weird it's become just like a revenge thing it's it's not about it doesn't matter what is on the table it's like no i have to disagree when you view the other side as you know demons yeah (laughs) and like i know i call certain people monsters but I, 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 no, I don't even need to defend myself here because I call all of them monsters. I call like 98% of them monsters. There's like five good people in Congress. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, and even then I am not, you know, they're fine. They're just, mm-hmm. they're just people. Yeah. They're just like us. So I don't really care. Um, I mean, I care, you know what I mean? Yeah. I care about them like I care about anybody else. All right. Um, so now we just get into some, some misogyny and then. Um, and then Pat does a does an impression. Do you want to guess who he does an impression oh, of? I don't know. <laughs> I'll give I you. Really no I'll give idea. you three guesses. Pat does an impression. It's of a politician. I have no idea. Okay, it's a person in Congress. Come on. I don't know who he would be. Do you think that he's going to impersonate a Democrat or a Republican? Probably a Democrat. Yes, probably a Democrat. Uh, I'll give it away. This person isn't even a Democrat. He's an independent. It's Bernie Sanders. <laughs> he does it, Bernie Sanders. Honest, that's and what I was going to say, say, but I didn't want He wanna... doesn't do a terrible Bernie Sanders. It's not terrible, but it's stupid. And we'll talk about it after we listen. It's it's just, it's really I had dumb. a feeling it was Bernie. Yeah, you, you got to stick with your gut sometimes. Okay, here we go. And when you've got uh, AOC and the squad and other leftists, they're not the only ones, but when you have others in there and the Elizabeth Warrens of this world screaming and hollering and ranting and raiding and and, and Bernie Sanders, you know, I, I should have been president. You know, when you got all that junk going on, you know, okay. Okay, first of all, my first, what, what's your first criticism? Because I have mine written down. Your first criticism after hearing that clip. It's a short clip. What do you hear? I mean, other than nonsense. That it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter what, they're saying what AOC is saying, what Bernie's saying. It's just like, I'm just going to make fun of you for like schoolyard reasons or like, I, I, I think that's a great takeaway. Yeah. That, it, that it's, it, it is very bully schoolyardy yeah. kind of, no, we're not talking about anything real here. We're just talking about whether or not you'd like somebody. Yeah. And like, that's fine if you present it like that, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes you just don't like somebody and you want to talk about the reasons why you don't like them. I've had conversations about that, but I don't pretend that they are anything but that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just am like, mm, that guy irks me and I don't like being around him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I take away is, if you heard, he goes, all that junk. Like, okay, so AOC and the squad, I hate the moniker, the squad. I don't know why I hate it. I, I think I just hate any kind of like monikers like that in politics. Just they're just say who they are and what they believe. I just wish it was a little bit less like branded anyway. Um, and Elizabeth Warren ranting and raving. And I think he said rating. I don't, I, I think he was just going there. I don't think he knew what he was saying. But all that junk is that, is that, is that just women having opinion? Yeah. Having opinions. Is that just junk yeah. to you? Like yes. that's, I, I can't, I hear that. And I, I w- instantly was like, all you criticized them for was speaking their thoughts on Doing something. what they're supposed to yeah, do. They're d- literally being a p- politician, but also being a female. Yeah. That's all I heard in that. And God, he's this like, guy's poor wife. All, all that shit. No, but the thing is, 
He probably well, just well, talks over her constantly. Well, t- well, I don't want to speculate about that, but we will talk a little bit about his relationship with women later. So hold on okay. to that. Um, so yeah, just a little bit of fuck you there for like saying oh. that at all. Like, I hate Nancy Pelosi. I would never be like, oh, there she is just ranting and raving and giving her opinions. No, right. I, I would come back up, be like, oh, let's look at her donors. Let's mm-hmm. look at her voting record. Let's look at what she fucking supports. She's not, she's not, uh, doesn't support the working class. She doesn't, I'm not going to go in on her because she's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, or because she's ranting or raving. Well, that's just a way of being like, you're emotional. Oh, I- exactly. I, I, yes. It, again, it's in a thing. vacuum, it's like, are or, you, it, it, in a vacuum, it begs the question of whether or not he's being misogynistic. You take in the whole scope of things, you're like, you, you, that's you're just not saying it yeah and that's what i say about him all the time is that he's just not willing to actually say what he believes and that's true about all a bunch of these guys yeah is that they just they put the thinnest layer of veneer on, on yeah. the on the bullshit you know sexism or racism or xenophobic yeah whatever um whatever it is pick the card you know <laughs> you'll yeah. win yeah. uh because they're they're pretty much all of it um and then the second thing there is Bernie has never said that. No, no. <laughs> Bernie campaigned for Biden like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and he never, I should have picked president. No, he never said that. <laughs> never said that at all. It's just, you're just wrong there. Just an idiot. So again, we're still in the first clip, kind of. <laughs> um, so here, yeah. Uh, we'll just comment this on the back end. It is similar to what we've talked about. They keep pushing and pushing and pushing. If Nancy's still the speaker, she's not going to be strong enough to hold him back. Right. She may not even be speaker because they didn't get near what they should have gotten in the House in the election. Um, But the only thing to stop a full-blown Biden agenda is a Senate. Full-blown. I mean, you guys can try all you want. You, You have been amazingly conservative and amazingly consistent, and yet... I can't imagine what life is going to be like for you under a Biden administration. It's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> again, oh, you again. poor thing. Oh, oh, Jim, it's just going to be a nightmare for you with that, with Lloyd Austin as the Secretary of Defense, with your role on the Armed Services Committee. Oh, it's just going to be so hard for you with that Raytheon Board of Directors member as Secretary of yeah. Defense. You know, your like biggest donor. Oh, it's going to be so tough, so tough with those leftist Biden. <laughs> Who are barely left? No, they're they're not left. They're not left at all. They're they're nothing. They're they're nothing. They're corrupt, d- disgusting people. They're corporatists. It's the it's they work for the one percent. They don't work. They, they're not yeah. left. They're not anything like left. And it just left is even too vague. But like you know what I mean. They, yeah. No, they work for the one percent. They work for the rich. They work for corporations. They don't work for anybody else. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They don't give a single shit about anybody. Nope. <laughs> Uh, and these people are just dumb. Now, like I guess they're either willfully ignorant, they're propagandists and they're lying, mm-hmm. Jim and Pat here, or they're just like the biggest idiots in the world and it's incredible they have a platform. Yeah, I flip-flop between what I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you guys, of course, you guys know that I love Knowledge Fight, uh, great podcast from Chicago, Illinois with Dan and Jordan. Um, they often bring up the... Um, in their catalog of 500 episodes or whatever, the evil versus stupid uh, continuum. Like, mm-hmm. are you, are they evil or stupid? And it's right. almost always like, it doesn't matter. And probably both. Yeah. <laughs> like a little bit of both then it doesn't matter either way. Yeah. But yeah, it just, it'll be easier. It, like, it's not going to be hard for you, Jim. It'll be, you'll be fine. Yeah. It, you were, you, 
You're you a white, wealthy man. You'll be been, fine. You would have been fine if Bernie was president. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to be round up in the yeah, streets? Yeah, exactly. Like, and, I don't, and I say unfortunately not because I think that he should be like, you know, drawn and quartered or anything. Right. But just be like, nothing That's would have happened to him. He'd still make his fucking $176,000 a year and get his huge pension and get his great health care. Yeah. And like all this shit. Nothing would have fucking happened to him. Um, Just shut up. You're not the victim. These people love to play the victim. Yeah. They I'm think always that the victim. Giving someone more means that they will have less. Yeah, but in this case, there's not even a th- threat, yeah. quote unquote threat, of giving anybody more. It's just the status quo. Yeah. And they still are like, whoa, with me. <laughs> oh, no. It, it, it's, it, I, I have to laugh at it, but it's also like, I, I'll be honest, if like once a month it doesn't make me cry, <laughs> like just being sad at like how. Do people believe this? How are people able to not look at this and be like, our country doesn't work for the people of the country? I think it doesn't at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. So this is the last bit about um, the first clip. <laughs> this is this, this has all been his answer to Jim's first question, by the way. Let's remember that. God, has, this episode's going to be like has, three hours. Has long. a lot of this conti- uh, been contingent on jim's question of what do we do in the next two to four years to regain control of congress and the presidency i would say it doesn't it's just a lot of rambling i mean if, if yes. somebody asked me that question even as not a republican as somebody who doesn't support the republicans i would have been able to give a very concise answer that wouldn't have involved a bernie impersonation <laughs> i could tell you right now bernie wouldn't have even came up if somebody mm-hmm. asked me about what the republicans need to do well yeah <laughs> oh man it wouldn't, yeah, it just ridiculous. Okay, so this is the last one, and this is uh, this is another one where uh, Pat gives um, gives Jim a, a civics lesson, which is very funny. Yes, um, you know, you guys in the House need to take the Republican senators out for lunch every chance you get, just to make sure everybody's still in the fold, right. because they'll have to stop it. One of the blessings is, is if things get totally crazy and totally nuts. And so some Americans on certain issues in certain cases, if it gets all the way to the Supreme Court, the greatest legacy of Donald Trump will be not only the 6-3 majority in the Supreme Court, but also the 200-plus justices that he has seen that have been in place in the other courts down the way. Most cases don't make it to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if the Supreme Court ever doesn't want to take a case and they say, we're just not going to take it, that means whoever decided it last, that's the decision that stands. Well, in most district courts now, we have more of a conservative majority than we did. That will be forever the legacy of Donald Trump. Yes. Here's what I'm looking forward to. Um, it looks like we're going to arrive at something like a Republican minority in the House of about five. So I, I should have cut the last part of that clip. I thought I did. Sorry about that. Of Jim talking there. Uh, um, we'll either cover it in. Or <laughs> That's what I'm excited but, about. So again, I, I appreciate Jim uh, Pat giving Jim a civics lesson on the Supreme Court. Right. About, yeah. You know, I was laughing. It, it goes back down to the, the court that did just, it earlier. He just talks down to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's, sure. It's very funny. Um, my second uh, comment there. Oh, darn it. What was it? <laughs> oh, darn it. Well, I know what one of them was, but I had a third one. But um, another one is the amount of judges at the district in in any federal level Supreme Court. That is not going to be Trump's legacy. Even without COVID, that wouldn't have been Trump's legacy. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And that's for two reasons. One, because Donald Trump is surrounded by bullshit. Like Mm -hmm. it's chaos and nutbaggery and nothing competent could ever be done 
by him because he's not mm-hmm. a competent person. Mm-hmm. And third or second, whatever point I'm on, it's Mitch McConnell's legacy. That's whose legacy it is. Mm-hmm. He's the one who started this. Even he's been doing this for a long time, and he stated that 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 that's part of what his all he wants to do yeah. is judges everywhere. Judges, judges, judges. Yeah. I want lifetime appointments. Yeah. Because I understand that I'm going to die tomorrow because he's 109 well, years old and he's, his flesh is falling apart. Um, I hope but lifetime day. appointments all over. So it's, it's not. It, it, when historians look back on this, they will not be like Trump did this. No, they'll be like Mitch McConnell did that. Yeah. Mitch McConnell did that. And, and I don't say that with any credit. I think he's an evil, evil person, um, a terrible human being. It'll, the world will be better when he's gone. Um, but that that's what he aimed to do. And I think historians will look back and be like, yeah, Mitch McConnell did that. Um, what's the, what, what would be the other, what's the one other thing that he talked about there in that clip? I don't want to listen back. I thought, I'm pretty sure you got everything. Yeah, there was one other thing, but eh, I can't remember. It must not be that important, right? That's what people always say. People always say that. Oh, if you can't remember, it must not be that important. And I always hate that phrase. I say it because they're just it, trying to make you feel better. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I do appreciate that, but I hate that phrase because I'm like, it's important to me. <laughs> it's important to me. Uh, but that's just a joke, really. I hope he. Yeah, you can go pee. Okay, so we're gonna take a, a quick break. Uh, Jenna's gonna Sorry, go to the. One. Yes, I know because it's gonna be a long episode. We're not used to this. In the future, we will pee beforehand. Um, so Jenna's gonna go to the urination station, and I probably will too, because why not? And we will be back. We've got. Um, uh, two to 15 minus two. What's that? Uh, that's 11 more clips to go. So yay. We'll be right back. All right. So we are back from the bathroom. We, we didn't go together. We went separate. Well, we kind of went together cause I talked to you for a second. Yeah, but never mind. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on to our, um, second clip here. Kind of our second clip. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's how I'll reference it. So you guys know that that was all part of like Jim or Pat's first answer, that rambling fucking answer. Yeah. That barely, it, it, the question comes up again. Jim asks it again because mm-hmm. Jim is even smart enough to be like, you didn't answer that question yeah. at all. You just talked about whatever you want to talk about. Yes. Um, so the second clip is um, some stuff about AOC. So let's listen. It's a little bit longer, but not super long. Here's what I'm looking forward to. Um, it looks like we're going to arrive at something like a Republican minority in the House of about five or yep. six votes. Yep. That's a big difference from where we were last term, where we had 20-something 23, plus I think. 23 yeah. Democrats yeah. Uh, in the majority. That And what that meant, Pat, was that they could let a lot of their um, more vulnerable Democrats vote against a radical left-wing bill, and they, they could get out of it. Mm-hmm. Now, now they don't have that luxury. So every vote is going to be the squad versus Nancy Pelosi yep. with all of the Democrats in the middle caught in between. I t- I'll tell you what I've noticed on the floor of the House these last couple of years is that most Democrats fear AOC a lot more than they fear Nancy Pelosi. Yep. So yep. they're going to drift further and further to the left. Which on paper is nuts. It is nuts. I mean, it, it's crazy if you think about it. I mean, but this was the woman who just before she was even inaugurated into the House had a rally outside of Pelosi's office that spilled into her uh-huh. outer office and basically saying, this is what needs to happen. And I'm, who does she think she is? Well, she realized who she was and she realized she had a mandate she wasn't going to waste. And I think, I think Nancy Pelosi dismissed them and she dismissed them a little too much. And that's going to be her undoing. Pat there at the end says that's going to be her downfall. Speaking about Nancy Pelosi. Um, 
again, the right wing is obsessed with AOC because she's a young woman. Yes. Like, that's it. Because they cannot fathom <laughs> and, and she's that, very like, smart. a woman could be <laughs> yes. in this position or yeah. like, oh, you mean I have to see her as an equal now? Yeah, and that she's very smart and um, she's a woman of color, yeah. which doesn't help. I, I, you know what I mean they when I say that. They are fucking obsessed I, with I say her doesn't, and you cannot tell me yeah, different. When I say it doesn't help, I don't mean because it's a bad thing. I mean, it's because they view it as a bad no, thing. No, I, I just want to clarify that. I knew I think meant. everybody knew, but um, they're obsessed with her. They're obsessed with her. They, they fucking... They love her. Like, I don't know how that little clip there divulged into AOC. And then Pat talks about this. Oh, when she first got elected, she stood up to institutions of power. I have to imagine that you'd find that incredibly patriotic if it was a white man doing it. Yeah. Like, isn't that's like that's. That's how we started as a country there. Mm -hmm. Aren't you so passionate about this country? Oh, but now it's a brown woman doing it. Mm -hmm. And now it's bad. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just gross to me to think that like that's their criticism, because their their criticism is always culture. It's always culture. I don't think I included this in here, but there's a point where Jim talks about or Jim or Pat says something about politics, and I literally like screamed out loud when I was listening to. It. I didn't scream, but I said it out loud. Listen to you, your your boy. Listen to Andrew Breitbart. If you guys don't know Andrew Breitbart, founder of Breitbart, is dead, but you know shitbag. But he was right about one thing. He has a quote. He said. Uh, politics always fall follows behind culture. It lags behind culture. Mm -hmm. He was right about that. I mean, unfortunately, but he got it. He got that culture drives politics in a mm -hmm. lot of way. That's why we have all these stupid culture wars. And th that's all they talk about. They never talk about actual policy or beliefs. Mm -hmm. It's just like, how could they do that? Yeah. And Pat's going to be like, who does she think she is? Who does she think she is? Jim just wrote a letter. Yeah. In his third fucking year or whatever in Congress to Nancy Pelosi, uh, who I agree with them, is a shitbag for different reasons. Yeah. They think you've, that she's a radical said socialist. That on the past yeah. Episodes. Yeah, exactly. You're, you've been very. Yeah. Open How dare that. he do that? Like, yeah. uh, and because that's that's not standing up to power. That's not standing up to power. <laughs> right. That's a petty little letter. She took the fucking fight. Yeah. She she did something. Yeah. It's it's and again, I'm not I don't hold AOC up as this savior. I think she's a good politician and I like her. But their criticisms are such bullshit. It's just so stupid. They're it's so stupid. It's so stupid. You cannot tell me that they're not based somewhat in like, well, they're propaganda. I'm mad because I'm attracted to you. Oh, no. Like, they want to fuck her. Have you seen and any you like right wing? Tell me any different. Uh, any like right wing political cartoon? No, it's oh, and any of them that include AOC are like, I think this guy wants to fuck AOC. <laughs> They're just obsessed with and her. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't even like saying that because it kind of, you know, treats her as a thing a little bit. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. No, I just no, meant... no, I don't. I, I know you didn't. And I don't mean it either. But I just mean like, it's just hard not to look at it and be like, I think you guys just have some repressed feelings. <laughs> yes, because they don't know how to handle women. They don't know how to talk to women. Yeah, they don't know well, how to and, view women. And you're afraid that you're attracted to a a, a non-white woman yeah and, and somebody that you woman. might disagree with yeah you know ideologically po politically um and even that i don't know if they do i well, think they're, they're, also they're just propaganda sexually repressed they just have been you know and i well i don't some of them are definitely se sexually repressed but even the ones who are i think the greater scope of them are they're just sexist <laughs> well yeah <laughs> like i i think that's the broader umbrella some of them sh certainly are of course um, but that exists everywhere. 
still a valid point. I just mean like the broader and probably easier to prove, or at least situationally, um, is just, they're just sexist. <laughs> they just hate women and don't think women can be, can be whatever. Um, so uh, things continue a little bit um, in this next clip about AOC and they bring in Nancy Pelosi and um, see if you can kind of spot the contradiction between this and the last clip. I, I know you don't have your notebook, so it might be a tough um, if you if you haven't been tracking mental notes. But anyway, I have it down, so we'll talk about it. Here we go. You had Abigail Spanberger, a moderate mm-hmm. uh, Democrat congresswoman from Virginia last week, get on the on the Democrat conference call and and scream expletives at Pelosi and the Democrat leaders and said, you guys almost cost me my seat yep. because you were talking about defunding the police, the Green New Deal, the socialist pandering to the socialist wing of the Democrat Party. Yep. They're not going to be able to hide that yep. over the next couple of years. Yeah, even to the point of saying, let's don't ever say the word socialist ever again, you know, because it almost cost her. And it cost a lot of what they consider to be good Democratic representatives that didn't make it past Election Day. Now, I'm going to say this one statement, and I hope it didn't come back to bite me and people say, oh, there he goes. I'm hoping that they do every examination of the presidential race that they can all of the hundreds of thousands of votes where it was a vote for the office of president and nobody else. Mm-hmm. But in my in my logical mind, okay, and I've been voting since 1972, okay, in my logical mind, you don't have that large a mandate for a Democrat president and then the Democrat members of the House of Representatives take a beating in the same election. That doesn't make sense to me. All right. So there's a lot to process there. I feel like you're probably going to have to dumb this down for me. <laughs> so there, well, there was a lot of crap in there that I don't want to talk about, but there are, cause, they, cause these guys just ramble mm-hmm. and like they say some shit and then they just don't like, that is like pretty consequential to what they've said like 30 seconds before and shit. Like it, it contradicts it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they just go on to something else. It's just, it's hard to process because a lot of it's just rambling, Mm -hmm. but okay. So first of all, the radical socialist AOC is going to be the downfall of Nancy Pelosi, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what they said in the previous clip Mm -hmm. that Nancy Pelosi's downfall is going to be AOC because she didn't recognize that AOC AOC was this radical socialist who was seeking power, Mm -hmm. you know, but now it's Nancy Pelosi's fault that a moderate Dem almost lost her seat because Nancy Pelosi was shouting about the Green New Deal and shit like that. Hmm. But that's just not true either. Because in defunding the police and shit, Nancy Pelosi wasn't saying any of that. She no. doesn't support any of that. Right. So there's, there's just no consistency here. There's no ideological consistency. Mm-hmm. They're just saying whatever dog whistles they need to say. Yeah. Essentially, it's watered down anti-communist shit. Because mm-hmm. it's it's not as heavy as like John Birch Society or, mm-hmm. or you know some of the bigger like Rush Limbaugh people who might be a little bit more be like Chicoms and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's it's all it is. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no consistency. There's no track here. Right. It's just let's just throw shit at a wall. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all they're doing. Um. And then I, of course I always say like, um, have you ever considered that it wasn't anything socialist even though none of those things are socialist um that lost her almost lost her her seat but again almost <laughs> lost she still won uh, maybe it's because she didn't support things like medicare for all <laughs> like 
really popular programs. I mean, just maybe, just maybe. I don't know. I didn't look at her district or, or the election or anything like that. But these guys are dumb, so I don't know. I don't care to do that. My, my main point there, maybe I didn't need to include all of that clip in there. It was that how can AOC be the future downfall of Nancy Pelosi because of AOC is a radical socialist? Nancy Pelosi isn't, but she's still evil. Mm-hmm. And Nancy Pelosi supporting Green New Deal and defunding the police and things like that, which is socialist, mm-hmm. but she's not a socialist, is why this moderate dem complained that she almost lost her seat there's no rationality behind any of that that's just them bad us not bad yes that's all it is like that's just childish toddler shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah well maybe i could have summed it up summed it up that way and we already knew that so maybe i didn't need to include that i just thought like it was so quick it was like one right after the other yeah it was like within 45 seconds i was like wait none of that can track none of that can be true those all of that contradicts Mm -hmm. i don't know all right let's move on um this one is quick kind of funny um i'm afraid republicans are going to learn the the wrong lessons from this election retreat away from a winning platform a winning message that president trump had in 16 and carried through in many ways over the last four years winning platform (laughs) a winning platform (laughs) in 2016 and then he catches himself in 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 some way in very many ways the last four years not not all of them though because because <laughs> he fucking lost yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know he lost Jim <laughs> you know you, he lost yes. but you're just not gonna say it because your little daddy hasn't told you that you can say it yet mm-hmm. it's like the f word for these people it's like yeah. daddy didn't say I could say fuck yet so I can't oh my god I said it like they're just little kids it's it's kid shit like it, really it's kid shit they're they're it's they're acting oh, yeah. like kids. Like, that's hilarious. Like, my biggest fear is that we're not going to learn the lesson of the thing that ended up resulting in a loss. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can almost sense that he kind of got there in his mind. Like, yeah. What I'm saying is stupid. Yeah. And then he just was like, I'm going to stick with it. Though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, no, no, no. That can't be the possible. That, that can't be true. Because I'm Jim Banks. And yeah. I'm not stupid. Like, it, I just love that clip because it, it really does almost seem like he got there. Like he was like, <laughs> yeah, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> By the end of it, it was really dumb. Um, so that's uh, that's all about that clip. Unless you have anything. No. <laughs> Unless, do you agree? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. It makes me feel good because I, sometimes I worry that I'm just like an idiot about this stuff. Um, okay. So this next one. Um, I don't know how much I'm going to have to say about it on the back end, but I think that it is very interesting and it gives a lot of insight into Pat Miller. Um, so I included the first part of this clip just for context. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I'm not going to talk about it at all, uh, but it, it, it provides the right context. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I had to burp. What I do want to talk about is what he says about um, – you know, how he acts on his radio show. So around the second part of the clip, he says, and that's how I, you know, that's what I say on my radio show. Um, and then he says what I want to talk about. So just kind of listen for that cue um, and listen to the first part for context. Sorry if that was confusing. I hope you understood what I meant. Does that make sense, Jenna? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Hopefully for the listener it does too, because I think this gives some insight into, into, um, into Pat Miller. Um, my fear is this, um, as we're sitting here today, 
I hate this. There's a 70% chance that Trump will not be re-inaugurated. Okay? My big fears when that comes are what's going to get unwound by executive order? Mm-hmm. And will those unwindings be allowed to stand? Secondly, who picks up the banner in the Republican Party? Because you're going to see a scrambling of 15 to 20 people after Inauguration Day who are going to try to be the new namesake of the Republican Party. Um, You have to want it. You have to go after it. It can't be any small thing. But when you do, it has to be for the right reasons. You have to be able to say, here's what I believe and here's why I believe it and then run with it. I say that on my radio station. I say, if you guys believe something just because I said it, you're an idiot. I said, if I say something and it makes you go, huh, well, then go look it up and dig it and come to the same conclusion I did or come to a different conclusion. But you have to own your own. Trump owns his positions. He -hmm. not only knows what he believes, he knows why he believes it. And that's why so many people, once they've jumped onto the Trump train, have stayed there. And the only successful Republican going forward is going to be somebody who is going to be 90% of the positions of Trump or beyond. Okay, so ignore that last part about 90%, right? Okay. So he first lays out his fears or mm-hmm. that like things are going to be reversed through executive mm-hmm. order and they're going to stick or whatever. Then he says that there's going to be like 15 people racing for the face of the Republican Party, mm-hmm. which that part, I actually, I, I kind of agree with him there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think they're going to try and they're all going to fail because... Trump's still going to be the face of the Republican Party, even not as president. Yeah. Um, and then he says, if they're going to do that, they have to stick with like what they believe in and be convicted in it. Mm-hmm. Like they have to have conviction. Yeah. And then he says, and I always say this on my radio show, if don't believe me, go look it up. Mm-hmm. Don't trust me. Go look it up. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I forget the exact quote. I should have written it down. Um, but did you hear that part? Yeah. Where he said that? Yeah. Do you know who used to always say this? Who used to say that all the fucking time? Who? One of the greatest radio conspiracy theorists of all time, Bill Cooper. Hmm. And if you don't know who Bill Cooper is, Jenna, we're not going to get into it here. Um, I thought about it, but there's someone else that we have to get into, mm-hmm. a third character. Um, so I'm not going to get into Bill Cooper. And because it, there's... Tons of resources. You can go learn about Bill Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Cooper used to say that all the time. Don't trust me. Don't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. You have to go look it up for yourself all the time. And then he would spout a bunch of lies. Yeah. Uh, because he knows no one's going to do that. Yeah. And like there's there's this, if I say this, people will believe me. Mm-hmm. This tells me I, I, I almost to it. Like I, I am almost fully confident that Pat Miller is a big Bill Cooper fan. Well, yeah. And Bill Cooper Why was in the 90s, early 2000s. So like before he was on the radio, like I think that he totally listened to Bill Cooper and I'm Bill sure. Cooper shouted all this fucking anti-Semitic, misogynistic, um, from what I know, somewhat racist shit. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think he was as on the race shit as, as much as he was anti-Semitic and, you know, mm-hmm. just casual misogyny. Mm-hmm. Um, but deep state, like, conspiracy theory bullshit just yeah. that, that that is rooted in and i'm a white man people not like me bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know yeah. um and that's an oversimplification but if you guys know about bill cooper at all you know I, th- I think yeah it's an oversimplification but that is indicative that he listened to bill cooper yeah oh, that, absolutely. that is so indicative and 
not only did he listen to Bill Cooper, he adopted some of those things that he said. Mm-hmm. Because just listening to Bill Cooper doesn't make you a nutbag or terrible person. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to Coast to Coast AM, and I fucking loved it. And yeah. it was all stupid. And he, they had a bunch of terrible people on Coast yeah. to Coast AM. Yeah. I love George Norrie. Yeah, we talked about I, that I mean, I hate, George, I hate George Norrie, but I, I love Coast to Coast AM, even though it's terrible. And yeah. I shouldn't like it, but you know what I mean? I did. Um that's just straight up Bill Cooper shit. And and that's super eye opening. Again, we're not going to get into it here about Bill Cooper. Go look him up and and you'll understand why that's so, um, so eye opening about, about his character and what he believes. Um, and maybe someday we'll talk about Bill Cooper, but it just doesn't have a big Indiana connection that I know about. So that was the first eye opening, eye opening thing. There's the second eye opening thing. That's even crazier. That you'll never see coming. At least I didn't. Um, so, moving on though. Next clip. <laughs> this one's really funny. This is really funny. And this is um, because th- at this point, um, much of the show, if it hasn't already, um, d- devolves. And this is where I uh, didn't get a lot from. Because much of it just gets into like 20 minutes 15, 20 minutes of them talking about how great Trump is. Mm-hmm. And like, that's been a lot of it already, but yeah. it, it, this is just like straight Trump propaganda. It's just like no substance at all. Mm-hmm. But Jim talks about <laughs> a conversation that he had with Trump that, um, is this a real conversation? Uh, I will talk about whether or not I believe that it happened in an alternate possibility, possibility as well after, after we listen. So here we go. That's my lesson from him. I, um, I had, the incredible uh, honor and privilege to spend a fair amount of time with them. And there was one conversation I had with the president when he flew into Indianapolis and I rode in the, in the beast uh, from the, the airport in Indianapolis to uh, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. And I, I often joke, but it's really true. It was about, a, we were in the car together for about 50 minutes and he spoke for 49 minutes of the 50. <laughs> But he kept telling Trey Hollingsworth, my colleague from the southern part of the state, another uh, younger member like myself, were um, you know, facing him in the car, and he kept telling us, "You got to fight back. You can't let the the left or the media um, uh, deter you from fighting back. You got to fight." He, that, he for for forty nine minutes he was talking about fighting back, and he's that he was that type of president. He delivered. Uh, an agenda has an ext- his his uh, first four years. He has an extraordinary track record because he he fought he knew how to fought, fight back in a way that Republicans never fought back before. The fu- what are you even <laughs> saying? What did he do? <laughs> okay, okay. So I I'm gonna flip the points that I have written down here and say first of all, Trump going. You gotta fight back. You gotta fight back. You know they're, they're gonna <laughs> shit on you. And he's, you gotta fight back. That's what you gotta do. I can just yeah. see Trump being like, "Yeah, I don't want to talk to these fucking dips." Yeah, I fucking hate these two losers. I don't. Yeah. I don't know who they are. I don't care who they are. They're, where are they from? Indiana. We're in Indiana. Fuck them. Fuck, yeah. fuck you. I've never been to Indiana. Indiana fucking sucks. Like that's what Trump would think. He's yeah. like, "What do they have in Indiana? I'm not. I'm not eating here. Fuck that. It's gross." Like he, he hates this. He hates anybody. No, he, he was probably just like took some drugs. He probably took some of his, uh, what, what does he do? The, uh, it's the uppers, but the, um, I don't know. I forget whatever. Um, there's that one picture of the drawer with like full of it. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, he probably did that and he was like, yeah, they, 
you gotta fight back. You gotta fight back again. Like yeah. just, just he like, doesn't want to talk to them. Exactly. I'm I'm gonna keep talking because I don't want to hear a fucking word that these idiots have to say. Yeah. I, I I don't care about them. Yeah. And I know that they are enamored with me. Yeah. And all I want to be is enamored with. So I'm gonna keep talking, and they'll shut the fuck up, and they'll love me, and yeah. they'll fucking do anything for me because of it. Yeah. Like that is just pure like narcissistic narcissistic psychopath yeah. that we all fucking know Trump is. Um. And then, and then Jim's like, oh man, oh. it's almost like a victim in the, in this in this story, that where he's just like, oh jeez, dad, <laughs> oh boy, really, you gotta fight back? That's what you did. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so th- it's just so funny because I, I can't I can't imagine that that's not what the case was, that he was just like, I don't want to hear these two idiots talk. Yeah. And they're in the House, too. They're not even in the Senate. Yeah. Like, it's just like, he I don't give care. a shit. The Democrats, you're nothing to me. Yeah. You, you do nothing for me. The Democrats control the Senate or the, the House. I know four senators. I don't care about anybody else. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, the second part, which originally I had as the first, is that the trip from the Indy Airport to Bankers Life Fieldhouse is 17 minutes. <laughs> It's not 50 minutes. Even with terrible traffic, I don't know if it would take 50 minutes. The Indy Airport is beautifully designed for pickups and drop-offs. And I know that, of course, he's going to have a bigger security detail, and that will add time. But I doubt that Trump would in any way enter that car until it's about to move. Yeah. He is not going to sit in that car with these two dipshits from Indiana for a second longer than he has to. So even with the worst traffic, I think maybe it took 35 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No way that took 50 minutes. No. (laughs) I mean, maybe it did. I don't know. I'm being petty and I have no way to prove it, but I thought that was very funny. All right. So let's move on to um, our next clip. And this is a quick one. And it's just it's just hilarious. That's all it is. It's there's nothing to say. It's just very, very, very funny. The last five presidents have talked about having to do something at the southern border. He's the one getting it done. Um, and I'm telling you right now, future President Biden, if you're listening, if, if they go in there and dismantle that wall, they are in a world of hurt mm-hmm. because they are going to get more stuff coming across the border than they could ever deal with ever. The economy will be in shatters. People will move away from the border. You'll have people abandoning Southern Arizona, Southern California, and Southern Texas. They'll mm-hmm. abandon it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and th- is that a racist remark? No. Look, if you come across the border and you rape my daughters and you try to shoot my wife, okay, that's not racism. That's me saying you're not going to rape my daughters and kill my wife. Or the the drugs. Oh yeah, just the drugs that are coming to yeah. Fort Wayne, Indiana, acro- illegally across the border by through through the activities yep. there that the wall pre- is preventing so much more of that I mean, it's still happening but the wall is preventing a large amount of no it's it's still happening i mean it, it's still happening like there's still a lot of like, yeah. it's still happening but the wall it's it's working but no, it's still it's happening not. <laughs> people are san diego gone san diego is going to be fucking gone maricopa county gone okay gone el paso gone i don't even know if el paso is near the border but just uh-huh. like <laughs> oh, people are going to abandon their town. I mean, are you serious? It's, it, it's not a zombie all, horde that's coming in. I didn't even look up how much of the wall has been built. It's not that much. Not much. No. It, people, it's super easy to climb. It's um, it, In every picture, you're like, this is in the desert. Nobody fucking lives around here. What do you mean no. people are going to be clearing out? Nobody. There's not a home on no, the other side of this wall. Here. It's a desert. Nobody lives here. It's also, a fucking desert. <laughs> Do you really think it's 115 degrees out all year? Okay, no one lives here. 
<laughs> Sorry, but just but, like it's just so stupid. It's fear mongering, and it is racist. Yeah. You go, oh, is that racist? Yes, it is. It is, Pat. It is. What you're saying is racist because what what are you what are you what are you talking about? Yeah. Because when you go, no, you're gonna come over here and rape my wife and kill my kids. Yeah, that's, that's insane. What, that's that's what an here that's for. an insane racist dog whistle. That is like textbook racism. Because what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Like, it, it back any of that up. Explain yourself. But he never has to. Because he won't He won't have people on to pressure him. About no. Anything. But I, I, I do find it hilarious that the economy will be in shambles if the wall's not there. Because it, it it's it's never been there. And ICE is... ICE, ICE are literal Nazis. Like yeah. ICE is concentration camps. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's Nazi shit. And, yeah. and for you to support that, and we're going to get into it later, they start talking about their Christian life. Fuck you. Fuck you, liar. Yeah, that's not Fuck Christian. you, liar. No, you're, you're, you're fucking white supremacist is what you are. Yeah. Or nationalist. Or, you know, I can't, I don't know. I can't put you in the bucket of white nationalist, white supremacist, or racist. I know you're a racist. And I know that you have tinges of both white nationalism and white supremacy. I don't care whether or not you fall neatly into one of those two buckets. But it's funny because of how dumb it is. It's sad because people will probably hear that and be like, yes, people coming to our country. The whole idea of our country yeah. is people coming here is bad because they don't look like me. Um, yeah, that's disgusting. The It's hilarious because it's, it's really stupid. Um so my only note for this one is that it's a wild ride, but there's something to get from it. And I kind of forget what it is. So let's listen and see if I remember. I fear that Republicans uh, will, wa- will, will walk away from that and return back to the days of Mitt Romney, John McCain, even the, the Bushes that led the party for uh, the generation before. You know, if you, if you were to describe John McCain and Mitt Romney, forget the politics, you would describe them as nice, decent guys. Love their families, made good jobs, made good incomes. You know, McCain served his country. I mean, they would be nice, decent guys. Politics is not a decent sport. I mean, you, you don't want to lose your decency as a person, but sometimes you get in there and fight, and sometimes there's blood, and sometimes you have to bruise people to get where you need to go. But you need the positive outcome. I don't need Jim Banks or Tom Cotton or Jim Jordan. I don't need you guys up there on Capitol Hill fighting saying, I'm never going to be able to climb the political ladder if I don't do this right. I need them fighting saying, I got guys like Pat Miller back in Indiana, and I need to protect his family because that's what I need back mm-hmm. here. I need what you need before you ever stepped what into politics. Fuck? So I need what you need before you even step into office. I don't know what he was saying at the last part. I, I It made no sense to me. I, I listened to it. I thought about it. I even like wrote it out. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't understand it. But there's so much to unpack here. The fuck? Right? There's so much to unpack here. Uh, you, you know, he was like, I don't want you thinking about how to climb the political ladder but like how to create actual change or whatever he didn't mm-hmm. use those words but like remember like fucking 10 minutes ago in their podcast where they were criticizing aoc for doing exactly that yeah <laughs> because she was a, a woman of color yeah like incredible 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 that minutes later minutes not hours not another episode not a different mm-hmm. show 10 minutes in the same show yeah he's saying we need people like that but what that was, was exactly what you just criticized Nancy Pelosi for, you know, pressuring Nancy Pelosi outside of her office. I'm sorry, what you criticized AOC for. Yeah, yeah. Um, outside of Nancy Pelosi's office. So first, so it just shows me right away that you're like, if you're not a Republican and white male, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, or at least a Republican. 
And if you're not a Republican, you better be a white male. That's not even because otherwise I'm not going to listen to you. Um, then he says, um, you know, Mitt Romney, John McCain, you describe those guys as decent guys, but that's not what I want. What? what, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like Trump was good because he wasn't like them. Yeah, because he was a shit bag. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Like. Uh, First of all, John McCain and Mitt Romney aren't decent guys. They're really not great people. I don't know enough about Mitt Romney to say that, but I'm confident that he's not a great guy. I do know that John McCain is a shitbag, terrible human being. Absolutely awful. Again, read about John McCain, anything. We're not going to get into it. Um, But just like we don't like them because they're decent. Like we don't want that. Yeah. Like that's crazy, right? That's insanity. I... Why is everything like do or die? Like it's not even do or die. Now it's to... just Trump. It's just Trump now. No, but, but, but the way right. he was yeah, talking I, was I like you have to break the rules and you have to fight dirty because you're protecting my family. Your family's fucking fine. Well, yeah, you're, you're fine. You're, your family's fine. Nothing's ever going to happen. Like you guys are still going to be able to go to Chick Fil A. I'm not going to say nothing's ever going like, to happen to your family, but like nothing's going to happen to your family as a result of fucking Biden no. or Mitt Romney or John no. McCain. What or do you think's going to happen? McCain's dead, but like. Shut up. <laughs> people are going to put you in cages like they do yeah, with like, little children on the up. border. Again, it goes back to you guys just constant victim shit. Yeah. You have to be the victim. Everything's like, scary. W- w- I just, uh, how do you get there? You're just scared of everything. Mm, I don't believe that. I don't know. But th- th- that dude, that clip is, is, is astounding for so many reasons that I don't want them because they're decent. Like they're decent. That's great. But I yeah. don't want that because politics isn't decent. But like I kind of me now I'm talking as me. I mean, ideally, politics would be decent. I, I mean, I agree in, in a sense in a sense that he's not trying to communicate here. He's not communicating the sense that I agree with him mm-hmm. about whether or not it's it's right to be decent in politics. You're not going to get much right now being decent in politics. Mm-hmm. I agree with him on that, but he agrees with it as a um, that, and that's why we need a fascist. <laughs> and I'm like, and that's why you got to play fucking hardball yeah. and and push people and and not you know give yeah, an inch. They don't want the democratic process. Um, they want and someone not, not, strong arm. Yeah, and not give an inch in the way that I'm going to represent fucking people, yeah. the people that I represent. I'm going to and and he and he goes on. He goes and that's you know that's what you do or whatever he said there at the end. But like, that's not, that's just not, it, yeah. it, it, it's just, it's propaganda, but it's also just dumb propaganda. It's just really bad propaganda. I think that's my biggest criticism is that they know, they know, I guarantee, well, at least Pat, mm-hmm. I really don't know about Jim, whether or not he's an idiot or he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I've, Pat is smooth enough in some of his radio shows and in some areas. He's also a rambling idiot, but I've been I've listened to him for many years, and I I know that he knows that what he's doing is, is propaganda. Mm-hmm. Or at least I'm I'm incredibly confident in yeah. saying that. Um, but like, to what end? Mm-hmm. To what end? What What's the goal? It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, is it? You're not this big guy, you know, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. It's very confusing. Um, so yeah, weird, weird clip there. Um, this next one, I just have it labeled lol. I think it's very funny and very short. So let's listen. You know, you're not afraid to come back to Indiana and get off a plane and say, hi guys, I'm home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? You know, you're not afraid to come back to Indiana and get off a plane and say, hi guys, I'm home. And Jim goes, mm-hmm. Uh, 
Like, what else would you be doing? Yeah, but we also all know that that's a lie. Like, I mean, he's he's not afraid to do that and say, hi, guys, I'm home to his, you know, 50, 7,500 Republican donor friends. Right. But he doesn't say it to the people that he represents. No. <laughs> When's the last time he was in fucking Fort Wayne for any kind of public thing? Yeah. Wasn't. He's not. He goes no. to Republican headquarters, gets a picture taken with no masks during yeah, a pandemic. That's it. But no, it's just so funny. Like, you're not af- you're not afraid to do that. Like, just that, that, that right there. Blatant lie. Blatant lie. And he's just okay with saying it. And Jim's, even Jim is like a little bit like, mm-hmm, like, yeah, <laughs> no, that's not what I do. Like, because I, again, I think Jim is not good at this. I think that in, in some way that Jim might even kind of feel bad, maybe a little bit about blatant lies like that. I don't, I think he's a terrible human being, but I, I, sometimes think that he's like let's be a little bit more nuanced than that pat because that's clearly not true <laughs> uh, i don't come home and talk to people it's not what i do <laughs> i hold you know a hundred dollar plate dinners yeah yeah with donors i, I don't i don't i don't i don't want to talk to people <laughs> yeah because i'm wrong um i work for raytheon i don't you know b-a-b-a-b-a-e systems is who i have lunch with not yeah. not you <laughs> um anyway stupid Made me laugh. Um, so we're getting to the end here. Um, we've got three or four more clips. Um, and we start to get into this religious stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That is um, pretty weird. Um, and before we get into that, I have this note at the end. Um, but I think that I just misplaced it. And it's what we were talking about earlier. So I want to talk about this real quick before we get into these last couple clips about the religious stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and, and stick with us, please, for the love of God, if you guys are still listening, continue listening because we find some information here that is crazy. And I, everyone needs to hear it about Pat Miller. It's crazy. But um, we were talking about this earlier. So throughout this, it's really, really funny how little Pat is either capable or willing to like really listen to what, like listen and discuss what Jim is trying to, to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> like he just doesn't. Um and what, what what I think we were getting at earlier is it's like he hears the first little part that of what Jim says, right? He hears that first little part. Yeah. And then he just tunes him out. Yeah. And thinks about how he's going to respond to that first little part. Yeah. And like That's all it. the little things that he can talk about that are somewhat related to that first little part. And then once Jim stops talking, he just goes. Yeah. And it's really funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's also terrible listening. It's not interesting listening. Um. And it's just like we talked about, that's like narcissist. That's like a key, like that's a big narcissist trait Yeah, is that I hear the first thing that you said and I tuned you out because I don't care about that. The first time that you said anything that I'm interested in talking to, I stopped listening until you stop talking and then I'll talk about that thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we, I've been around narcissists like that. You've been around narcissists like that. And I don't think that narcissists are not people. I think they need help just like everybody else. They can learn to be better. Mm. Um, I don't know how much help well, they can get, but your experiences is different than mine. And so I understand, but like my point is it, narcissism is a mental health problem. It is. Yeah. Um, it is one that definitely makes you think that that person might be a little bit like it might make you dehumanize them a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, understandably, but not rightfully so. Um, but it does 
mean if you have to cut off your relationship, you have to. That's fine. You have you you always have to look out for yourself first. Oh, my, my only point is that he, there's some narcissistic tendencies in here if you go back and listen. Pat does, <laughs> Jim has to ask the same question like four times. <laughs> it's yeah. just really funny because Jim's not forceful enough. He's not he's not forceful enough to be like, no, no, I understand, but let, let please answer this question. Like a good interviewer, mm-hmm. which is what the basis of his show is, mm-hmm. would be like, no, I get what you're saying, but let's focus on this question. Yeah. You know, because you can do that in respectful and be forceful. You're interviewing someone. Mm-hmm. You got to do that and prepare better. Yeah. Poorly prepared as well. Because like when you're dealing with somebody like that, you can't ask a question and then give a little recount of your story and then ask them to answer the question because they're not going to focus on it then mm-hmm. they've lost you yeah so like that's just bad planning you have to know your guest too mm-hmm. like i've uh, i've only done a couple interviews on here but i've interviewed people for other things that i've done in my life mm-hmm. like through college and shit mm-hmm. you got to know who you're talking to you can't you can't let them control it if yeah. you're the interviewer you control the situation yeah. here um at least in a medium like this in mm-hmm. some places you want it to be a little bit more yeah them but anyway um so let's get into this religious shit okay um, Jim asks Pat, are you okay? You good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause this is going to get crazy, Jenna. Okay. If you guys heard Cora taking a drink of water there, she's thirsty. Um, this is crazy. This is good shit. Jim asks Pat how he became a Christian, right? <laughs> and I know I'm, I'm not going to shit on the Christian faith as a whole, because I don't know why people are Christian. Like, it's fine. It's fine. I think all religions are capable of, of no, greatness. I scoffed because I don't. I doubt it's any great story other than like my family was and their family before them and no, everyone actually, in my community. No, no. Yeah, it's, it's, that's fair, but it's not that story. It's far more eye opening. He's like white. Like I don't, it's far more, just wait. Right, it's right, far fine. more eye opening. Um, he asked him how he became a Christian and, um, it's just very interesting. So let us listen. I think this is a little bit of a longer clip on this one, but stick with it. It's worth it. And then I've got to talk about something. But there was a young lady that had caught my eye in high school, and she finally sat down with me one day, and she said, I really like you. You're a nice guy. I said, well, then let's go out. She goes, well, I've made a promise to somebody. And I said, okay, who? I think she's going to tell me she made a promise to some guy on the football team or something. <laughs> she said, I made a promise to Jesus Christ that I just can't afford to give my heart away to somebody who's not a Christian. Hmm. I was dumbfounded. I, I didn't know what that meant. Two weeks later, she calls me. She says, hey, some of us are going out tonight for pizza. I'm not going to date you alone, but if you want to go out. Now, before we go to the pizza place, we're going to the uh, state fairgrounds for a religious meeting. Do you want to go? I said, sure. Well, that religious meeting was Dr. Jack Van Impe, who was one of the greatest evangelists I ever heard in my whole life. Huh. Um, and halfway through that sermon, I forgot this young lady was sitting on my right. I'm, I'm just, I know I'm, if, if I died right then, I know I'm splitting hell wide open. Okay, I'd become completely convinced under the power of the Word of God. And then when the altar call came, and we're out there on the track where they do the horse races. All right, so I should have cut the last part of that off, um, but there's some interesting things there. So first of all, like, it's a pretty quaint and cute story, right? At the beginning. Yeah, like there's this girl that he's interested in, and she says, well, I'm Christian, and like... uh, it's important to me. Mm-hmm. And like, I, again, I have nothing, there's nothing wrong with me. I, I'm fine with that. I mm-hmm. dated a girl in college who, it was really important to her. Mm-hmm. And I gave it a shot. I did. I went to like Bible studies with her and I tried, I, I like tried, I tried to get into it. I tried to do it. And over time I was just like, you know, it's just not for me. And like, if you guys know me, I mean, I think I've talked about it. I grew up in Catholic school. So like I was definitely like, 
I believed it all. I was totally in, mm-hmm. like I believed it all. And then my world went to shit like at the end of high school. We don't need to get into that. And so like, uh, understandably, I was like, okay, well, that was a fucking lie because I've done everything. Like I've, I've done my best and all I've gotten was shit on, which all both were an exaggeration. I hadn't done my best and I didn't just get shit on. I had a pretty good life, mm-hmm. but you know, you learn those experiences when you're 17, 18, whatever. Yeah. And then I went to college and I just never thought about it again. I mm-hmm. didn't go to church. I didn't do anything. And I was like, things are getting better. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> life is getting way better. Yeah. Like I'm happier. I don't feel as guilty all the time. I don't feel like I'm, you know, I'm less stressed. Um, and I started dating this girl and she was non-denominational like Christian. Mm-hmm. And so I gave it, I gave it a chance. I, I even went to like this giant, huge compound church in Tennessee with her. Um, it's where her parents lived. Um, but you know, just, it didn't end up working because it, like that was a big part of her life and it was just never going to become a part of mine. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any problem with that. So like, I think it's pretty quaint and cute for him to, you know, tell this story. That's pretty mm-hmm. cute. Um, it's not the girl, like I said, it's not his wife, but, um, there's one thing that he did say, <coughs> excuse me. And he said that, um, and he grew up in Indianapolis. So that's why he's like state fairgrounds. Uh, they went to see a man named Dr. Jack Van Impey. Mm-hmm. And do you know anything about Dr. Jack Van Impey? No, but anytime I hear the word evangelist, I just think crock of shit. Did, did he say evangelist? Yeah, he did. Preacher? Yeah. Um, so I, I have known about Jack Van Impey, uh, just as like kind of a end times mm-hmm. crazy preacher. Yeah. Um, this is just from his Wikipedia. And I think this really, <laughs> she wants Cora, to play. Cora is upset. Um, I think this really gives some insight into Pat as a person. Mm-hmm. Like this was his moment that he became Christian, right? Yeah. Listening to a guy like Jack Van Impey. This is the problem that I have. With so let's listen to, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say like, you heard me scoff earlier. Like that's the yeah, problem yeah. that I have is because there's a lot of people who like mean well and they want good things and they have good intentions. And then you have some fucking crazy person yeah, who because, just screams at them and they're like, okay. Yeah. Because true Christianity is, is fine. Like it's good. Yeah. It, it teaches humility and love of others and like love of earth and like, the same thing that all the other religions teach it <laughs> like that we're all one like we have to look out for each other blah 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 blah, blah. you know don't hurt people like very yeah, basic right. things it's 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 a pretty human you know yeah way to live um and, and it, ideally like the rituals and culture behind those faiths reinforce that but flawed human beings come in and they ruin it yeah um and Jack Van Impey is one of those people. So let's let's listen, or let's. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit. This is just from Wikipedia about his like Bible beliefs and teaching. So, and again, this is who Pat Miller like saved, quote unquote, saved Pat Miller. Jack Van Impey believed in one particular interpretation of the literal meaning of the Bible, the King James version, um, that states, according to Revelation 13, that a single world political leader, the Beast, um, and a single world religious leader, the False Prophet, will emerge. But the rapture will happen before either leader comes to power. He believed that the Bible teaches that the world will be organized into 10 political subdivisions based on the 10 district plan set up by the Club of Rome, and that uh, this 10 division world empire will be jointly ruled by the European Union and the Islamic world, which he believed are represented by the two iron legs of the prophetic dream statue in the book of Daniel. Mm 
Van Impey believed in the prophecy of the popes and that according to said prophecy, Pope Francis is Peter the Roman, uh, the predicted pope who will preside during Armageddon. Van Impey preached a pre-tribulation rapture of the body of the Christ and also said a one-world religion will formed named Chrislam, the joining of the world's two largest religions, Christianity and Islam. He believed that the Bible states that the political uh, leader, that the world political leader will, quote, come in peacefully, uh, peaceably, per Daniel 11.21, and create a seven-year peace deal involving Israel, uh, per Daniel 9.27. Then, three and a half years into the peace, Russia, the interpreted uh, meaning of Rosh from Ezekiel 38.2 and 39.1, Van Impey also identified Meshech and Tubal from the same passages as Moscow and Tobolsk, respectively, along with its Middle Eastern allies, Persia, Kush, and Put. They uh, will break the peace by invading Israel, and the military of Russia and its allies will be decimated by nuclear warfare and pushed back to Siberia. Then China, which is the interpreted meaning of kings from the east from Revelation 16:12, will invade, and the military of China will likewise be decimated when Jesus returns. A lot of that will probably be nonsense, because a lot of it is. Most of it is. But that's nutbag shit. To me, that just sounds like when I try to explain Game of Thrones to someone. <laughs> this like, is like... And then this thing, fake thing, and then this fake thing. This is like... I mean, I, I can't say with all um, you know certainty, but it, it's leaning into Christian theocracy territory. Like if we don't form a Christian theocracy, the world's going to end. Yeah. Like that's the only way to save the world is because of the Russia and the the China and all these things. It's nonsense. It's, it's crazy shit. It's crazy talk. It's 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 what a crazy person says. Yeah. That's, that's not, that's what a crazy person says. This is just a a gibbering lunatic. This is end times. I'm trying to sell you. I'm guarantee he was trying to sell people stuff. Like it's nut nutbag shit. Not to mention that he brings up the club of Rome. Mm -hmm. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. That he brings in the, the club of Rome, which, which fucking conspiracy theorists and right wing nutbags point to as like new world order, globalist control shit. And obviously use that as oftentimes a, a way to demonize Jewish people um, and, and just promote antisemitism. Mm-hmm. But that's crazy. And for him to be like, I heard him talk. Yeah. And either, and I, and was it, he says again from, from him, I heard him talk and I became saved at that point. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then never did any, 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 any kind of research into who this fucker was. Yeah. And been like, oh, he thinks that like, um, there's going to be a seven year peace deal with Israel and that's in the Bible. And then Russia is gonna be there and he got that from the bible the bible the, the russia it's so weird the bible like it, it, it just it, it's not back shit it's it's i read this i made up a bunch of shit about yeah. it that maybe you'll believe and either buy my shit or whatever yeah or or you'll continue my cause of white supremacy or whatever it is i don't know what his his cause was but like if you're convinced of that i don't trust you if yeah. you if you were well here's the thing if you were convinced of that and you have never revisited it, mm-hmm. I, I don't trust you. Yeah, I don't trust you. No. I, I don't think you're a trustworthy person. No, because that's nutbag shit. Yeah, 
That's not buck shit. And again, I'm not saying that when I was 17, 18, 19, I could, I wouldn't go there and be like, I need to be saved. But I can tell you that eventually I would have pushed back because yeah, I literally did. I grew little. up, I grew up indoctrinated in Catholicism my entire yeah. life. And then I pushed back yeah. and I was like, oh, you know what? A lot of that shit was wrong. Like, that's crazy. That's it's crazy. Insane. Literally insane. That's insane shit. And doesn't it tell you so much about him that, that yeah. like these evilness of, of China and it like, oh, it, yeah. it, it just, I, in the club of Rome that get that anti-communist, you know, propaganda brings that in. Mm-hmm. There's just like, this is not fully in the form of those people, but it's tangential. Mm-hmm. And like it, it, I in no way doubt that this introduced him to a lot of that anti-communist, um, you know, anti-China, sure, anti-Bolshevik, yeah. b- blah, it? blah, blah, shit. Um, anti-USSR, I should say that just mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, that formed his, probably formed his, his political beliefs. Yeah. It's just amazing. It's amazing to me that that's what brought him into that. It's crazy. <laughs> it's very and, weird. And I think Jan, Jack Van Impey is from Michigan or Tennessee, so we might have to do an episode on him mm-hmm. if I can find a book on him or something, because uh, he seems like a fucking nutbag <laughs> and a crazy guy. So Sounds like it. We might have to do an episode on him. So we've got three more clips here, and they won't take that long. Um, this next one, Pat is going over his... Um, like five tenets of life, like his five principles, like priorities mm-hmm. or whatever. And I just think that there's something that we can learn from these. It's, it's interesting. So God, husband, father, then I'm a conservative and then I'm a Republican. Hmm. And sometimes, and God love you, you're not among this number, but there are some guys on Capitol Hill that get those two things switched. Yes. If you're a Republican first and then a conservative, you will mess things up. That's you right. have to be a conservative, and it's got to be everything that you are. Okay. So, so God, husband, father, conservative, Republican. Sounds like a whole bunch of I, stuff I, I don't want to be involved in. <laughs> I, sh- I should have included the, like, setup to this, but I'll do my best to explain it. They were talking, like, it's like his five, like, tenets of life, kind of almost, like his beliefs. Yeah. But, like... If somebody asked me, like, well, let me ask you, let me ask you, what what are you, like, what are five things, like five really important things that you live by? And they can just be like nouns or, or general beliefs. And you can even just give three to make it more simple. Um, I would say family. I would say family as well. Philanthropy and knowledge. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I I, w- I, I was going to say family, community. Well, you asked me. No, no, no. But I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, so, it, but yeah, I would, I was going to say family right off. Family. And that includes my friends. Like when I say family, I mean yeah. big family, friends, my like blood family, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, community, just like community at large. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd probably just like go with something broad, like love or truth or something like that. That's why I said knowledge. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, you said knowledge. I think if I had five, knowledge would be on there or or something like that. Yeah. You know, and I think truth and knowledge are are, are, pretty synonymous a little bit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring in like socialism (laughs) or anarchism like things that i like or or kind of believe in yeah like because 
those aren't my identity. Mm -hmm. Like the things that I believe those things support Mm -hmm. are my identity. Right. Like Mm -hmm. that just shows me that like, because it, it, because if conservatism and republicanism or whatever Mm -hmm. included being a good father and being a good husband, Mm -hmm. which I believe like things that I believe in do include that. I, mm-hmm. I don't need to say them, mm-hmm. you know, and God, whatever, if you're religious, then I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if religion is one mm-hmm. of them on there. Uh, and, and like, if I had five, I'd probably say like humanity and that'd be like my religion. Mm-hmm. So equivalent, it's just weird to me. It's just weird to me because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like a uh, leftism, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah. I don't be like democratic it. socialism. <laughs> they, they wouldn't be no, because I'm like, those are just like constructs. And like, so are the other things that we talked about, but they're much more like, Uni- I don't know. Universal. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Just weird to me. Just weird to live by those five things. It's just weird. Just weird. Sounds super boring. And like conservative <laughs> and Republican, like, and then being like, and you got to put conservative before Republican. I'm like, I-, I feel like you're just inventing something to stand for. Yeah. It's just weird. And let's not forget that you were, you know, became a Christian because an old dude told you that like Russia and China were going to be obliterated before Jesus came and pope francis is the reason jesus came it very confusing very very weird shit that doesn't make any sense um yeah and just like being convinced that or that quickly about anything like that yeah very weird weird. it's almost like being convinced by northwestern mutual that selling insurance to your friends and family is the best way to create a career (laughs) like it's almost like that right yeah i don't know um i i'm sorry to go back to that but that 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 last Two clips ago again, mm-hmm. just blew my mind. It, it, I am amazed by it. Um, so two more. So here, Jim, uh, he asks Pat um, about both of them being married, right? Mm-hmm. And about them being fathers to daughters, mm-hmm. which I think is a great question in in, in a in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Divorce these two idiots yeah. from there and just yeah. say like two dudes, two men who identify as men talking about, you know, growing up as um, or, or living their lives as married men raising daughters i think that you know good faith people could probably add a you know it'd be interesting to hear as a man you know i'm sure women are probably like yeah we know that but Mm. (laughs) because they're smarter than us (laughs) like as a man i'm like that's interesting and i don't you know have any sisters Mm -hmm. so um that's not completely true i didn't grow up with any sisters you know Mm -hmm. what i mean um if i i think i've mentioned on the podcast but i had a sister who died when she was a baby so you know i just feel weird if i say that because i feel like i'm not being I feel like she's somewhere around here, like around the corner being like, I exist. <laughs> I've always felt that. Um, I've always felt that it's a good way to make a joke about it too, because you know, I never knew her. So I feel like she's like, go ahead and make jokes. You're really letting me dig a hole here. Um, <laughs> I was just listening to you. That is how I feel though. I, I do feel like she's like, yeah, make jokes. It's fun. Like that's the best way to talk about a weird thing that you didn't experience, but yeah. Wish you did experience because I wish she was here. It'd be awesome. Yeah, of course. I'd love to have an older sister. Um, anyway, so they're talking about, you know, being fathers to daughters and being married. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he asks him to talk. He Jim asks Pat to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they say some pre- pretty generic shit about like, you got to like love them and protect them from people who might hurt them. Like, well, okay, yeah, whatever. That's mm-hmm. fine. Um, and sure. Yeah, that's all fine. Um, and, and then Pat brings up a, a previous thing about prayer. Um, as well and um, they were talking about it a little earlier and he, so he brings that back into the fold 
And, um, and he talks about how, as he gets older, it's more, um, it's less about asking for things through prayer and more about being grateful for things mm-hmm. through prayer, yeah. which again, without this clip, I think that, you know, I, I used to pray. I don't pray in the way that I used to, but I do think about things like that. Yeah. Like I do pray in that sense that I don't ask for things anymore. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think about, man, if I could only win the lottery, I do, I do try to reflect more on like, I've got a roof over my head. I, I, I've got family that cares about me that I can go see, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is something as you get older, you get more thankful rather than asking. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this kind of, again, in a vacuum, divorce these two shitbags mm-hmm. from it, a beautiful kind of short conversation as a part of this whole thing about loving daughters and, and raising daughters and, and prayer and reflection. He decides to make a joke. Hmm. Okay. Um, that I believe negates everything that I just said that they talked about, which they did talk about. I think it negates all of it. So let's listen. I wake up every day and roll over and watch Kim as she's silently asleep. My first prayer is, God, thank you that I'm not married to Nancy Pelosi. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good one. Okay. And again, like I said, fuck Nancy Pelosi, but like. Really? Like. What? What? Why? Why is that funny? What? What's? What's the joke? Yeah. What's the? Really? What's the joke? I don't know. Is it because she's ugly, or something? I don't. I don't get it. I don't get your joke. I think that all you're doing is being mean to a woman you disagree with. Yeah. Because you don't believe that women should have opinions that you disagree with. I don't think Jesus would be like that. You know, you talk all about this prayer and like l- protecting women yeah. and then you end that by making fun of a woman. Yeah. If it meant that much to you, you wouldn't. It, it, it's just like, it, it's insanity like to you me. You just it, shit on it, everything I, that I, you said. I don't. Exactly. I, I, they don't believe in anything. No, they don't. Believe they, don't. In shit. they don't. They say they stand up there and say that they do. But when it comes down to it, they really don't. No, it, it's just garbage. Um, they're just terrible. Um, and, and then this last one. In the same vein, this last clip, we'll end it with, this is a terrible way to end uh, because it's fucked up, but... um, Cool, let's do it. (laughs) Well, but yeah, we'll we'll have more episodes before Christmas, so you won't be sad later. Anyway, um, let's just listen and then I'll I'll have something to say. And I'm sure you will too, because it's it's not good. Uh, But before we do, Kevin McCarthy always says, there's only one man in America who didn't marry up, Bill Clinton. So uh, that maybe that's a good place to end. Maybe not. I don't know, Pat. Do me a favor. When you see Kevin, I don't know when it will happen, but on the air someday, I will steal that. He says, I will steal that. Cool. Good one. Sounds like you're just shitting on women again. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Like, they spent all, they spent this last like 10 minutes or whatever, five to 10 minutes, just like praising their wives and daughters and talking about how how great of an influence they are in their life and how they've made them better men and blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, and all I do is pray that I'm, I'm so fucking grateful that I'm not married, married to Nancy Pelosi and that the only man who didn't, who didn't marry somebody who is more attractive than him is Bill Clinton because it's Hillary Clinton and she's the fucking devil. Like fucking weird shit. And again, I hate Nancy Pelosi and I think Hillary Clinton's a piece of garbage, but not because they're women. Yeah. No, it, it has nothing to do with it. Like these people are just fucking toddler brained, e- like 
mean people. They're they're just sexist, racist people. They're just mean. Yeah. Like that's how they end the fucking podcast, Jenna. It's disgusting. And it's just like, like colloquial to them. Yeah, and is that funny? Is it funny to them? They laugh. And Pat, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna funny. steal. I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, fuck women. Oh yeah, fuck women. Steal that? Why? Would, if I heard somebody say that, I'd be like, "What are you? What are you? What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, that's what I'd. I'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like that's fucked up. Like Hillary Clinton's a shitbag, but not because she's a woman. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like she's stop. Like just fuck, fuck you. Like that. I just, it's just disgusting to me. That that they spent all this time talking about about women and women in their yeah, life. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Are. Yeah, I don't believe them. I or, don't believe them. Or I only lo- quote unquote love you because you obey me. Well, because and I you do what I say. Yeah, because I own you. Yeah. yeah. And again, we, we're we're projecting a little bit. You're not projecting, but we're um, you know, theorizing here a little bit or whatever. I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because we don't know that that's true. But based on these people's actions, it just seems like they like the people that they can control. Yeah. Um it's just fucked and fucked up like it it I know that everything we've covered so far about these two has made us be like yeah they're fucked up but mm-hmm. like there were some things in here these last two jokes about women again women that I don't like but I don't like them because they're not I don't dislike them because they're women. Yeah. Like these they just dislike them because they're women. Yes. I mean, it, they, I'm sure they disagree with him, but they don't care about that. They don't care about that. Yeah, and they'll probably try to argue that that's not why. But like, okay, it, it, it's, it seems like that's why. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, and it's gross. And then, and then Pat yeah, being like, "Yeah, gross. I became a Christian because of Jack Van Impe." Who? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh man. And then that Bill Cooper shit. Where yeah. again, I don't know if he listened to Bill Cooper, but he says the same shit that Bill Cooper said. And then all those contradictions about AOC and like, I love you because you stand up, but how dare she stand up? Like, yeah, these people don't believe in shit. No, they don't believe in anything. They're garbage. And, um, I guess that's why I'm going to say that in the future, I I don't know if we're going to do this much anymore unless something's interesting because it's the same shit. There's nothing interesting. I will always, I'm going to keep listening. And if there's interesting things, the gym or Mm -hmm. um, specifically Jim, I'm less interested in Pat uh, because I think we've got a good amount of information from him here, Mm -hmm. but specifically Jim, I'm only going to be talking about Jim in the future. if, If he's doing something that's in the national news or something that is directly affecting us because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm bored. I'm bored. Yeah. I'm bored with him because he's terrible at what he does. He's not even a good propagandist. Mm-hmm. And like, he's just a li- He's just a liar. There's no, yeah. there's no foundation. There's no principles. There's nothing. No. He's just, um, he's just gross. Like he's an amorphous fascist shit bag. <laughs> like there's just nothing there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, he's a bag of water. Like <laughs> it's just nothing. Uh, yeah. So that's that. That's These guys that. suck. Jenna, um, do you have a trivia question? I do. You do? Okay. Uh, before we get to that, I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to this long-ass podcast. Um, if you guys want to help us out, you guys can do that in a number of ways. Um, you can tell a friend about the show, any other Hoosiers or people in the Midwest. That'd be awesome. You can leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called nowadays. Um, you can check out our merch um, or go to our website. All that shit's on the Twitter account. You can find that at, at Hoosier Tweety. 
Um, if you guys want to talk to us more long form, you can send us an email at whosyourdaddypod at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, whosyourdaddypod at gmail.com. Yeah. At whosyourdaddypod at gmail.com. There's only one at in there, like in the actual <laughs> email. Um, so let's get to the trivia question, Jenna. So you're probably not going to like it because it's Christmas related. <laughs> no, I'm going to love it. I, I just had to give you a little shit there about uh, the last do. one not having. As you well, usually do. Th- the reason I did because I thought there would be some connection to Indiana. And I was really excited because I, I knew it, that I got it right because I did know that it was Germany. But I thought that there was going to be like a, and that guy's nephew started a church in Indiana in 1821 or well, something. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I like to just get off of Indiana No, and, and, and that's fine. I was just... You know, I built something up in my head and I shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. So. Wasn't upset with you. Not very creative, but it is Christmassy. Let's hear it. Where do you think that tinsel was invented? Mm. Tinsel. Tinsel. Tinsel, tinsel. Tinsel is the stuff that you put around a tree, right? On the tree. On the tree. It's it's, it's what we have on our tree. It's like, um, it's not metal, is it? No, it's like plastic. Did it used to be metal? I don't think so. When was it invented? I'm not going to. But it was, I think, I feel like it was invented before plastic was around. Right? I'm not going to say anything. I'm almost positive that it was invented before plastic. So tinsel, tinsel. Um, let's think about like etymology. I don't know if I can. It, tinsel. So it was probably made of tin, <laughs> right? It's probably tin. It's probably metal. Um, tinsel. Yeah, that doesn't give me much. Tin, aluminum, I don't know. I feel like chemistry, those don't feel like regional things. Um, I am going to guess Europe somewhere, but I'm going to guess a country. Um, tinsel, tinsel, tinsel. Mm, I'm going to say Poland. Who's your daddy? Everybody loves the best And I'm no different From the rest I love my home Sweet home I've done a lot of dreaming About the day When I'll be going back To my home Sweet home I'm gonna pack a bag and hop a train and then for home sweet home i'm gonna set out cause i've got the blues i've got the blues that just won't get out i've gotta get back home i've gotta get back home back home again in Indiana and it seems that I can see the gleaming candlelight still shining bright through the sycamores for me the new mown hay 
sends all its fragrance through the fields I used to roam. And when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash, then I long for my Indiana home. Back home again, home back in Indiana. Oh, it seems that I can see. See the gleaming candlelight still shining bright in Indiana. It's the middle west, but what of it? The moon shines the best above it. We love it. All the new moon hay sends fragrance through the fields I used to roam. And when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash River, then I long for my Indiana home. In Indiana, in Indiana, my home. In Indiana, my home, sweet home. 